Ah. Mama. Mama. We made it. What it, what it, what it do though? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mama We Made It podcast. We have a very special guest with us tonight. Brought squad with him. You know what I'm saying? Rolling deep. Rolling (laughs) deep. You feel me? Just brought the army with him. My brother Ali St. Q, Ali Karashi, what it do with it, my brother. What's up, man? How you guys doing? Thank you so much for having me on. Hey, bro, it's a yeah. it's an absolute honor to have you on. And uh, you know, taking it back to actually, you brought it to life the, the first time we met. It's crazy years ago. Yeah, me being the litmus test that I naturally <laughs> am. <laughs> I was asking you for your story off jump, and this wasn't even a reality. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and I think it's going to be extremely special because you know you're one of those guys that you know you could tell really puts on for the culture, has such a genuine, um, you know, love for just what he does and just a genuine being. But at the same time, what I really respect about you is you really stay in the shadow of just your own sensibility. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm truly honored that we have this platform to really get uh, a glimpse into the road that it is up until today into yeah. becoming who this incredible human being is. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about it. And I'm um, just going to echo what Sneaker Steve said. That, sh- that intro is really live. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> real, I love man. it. It's crazy to really experience that. <laughs> and it's beautiful because like Sneaker Steve, you're one of the, 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 you know, the handful of guests that we had that really hit me up and was like, look, like, I think it's time. Like, I really want to share my story. Yeah. Um, and it's a real blessing for us to kind of get that in that, you know, people are, are feeling it and hearing it and, and feel compelled right. to come do that. And it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, people that know they want to do it know. Right. You know right. what I mean? And and I feel like everybody has their time um, and everybody has, whether the platform or the friends or the groups that they want to do it right. with. Yeah. Um, and I'm really proud that it's Oh, mama, we made it. Oh, yeah. It's my first time ever doing this, doing something like this. So I'm really awesome. excited. But yeah, just like we were saying, like example like samir you know he was like you got to do this podcast this and that but honestly i wasn't ready Mm -hmm. didn't really have much going on at that particular time Mm. of what's kind of going on today i didn't really have a lot of knowledge of what i was really doing i was kind of confused so yeah still confused absolutely (laughs) that's life right we're all that's life yeah uh, so it's, it's good to Really, just I'm, I can speak about things now. I'm comfortable with speaking Absolutely. about things now. Awesome. Absolutely, you know? yeah. And like everybody has their time. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like one of the biggest things about this platform is that you know the idea of made it. So many people are like, "Yeah, bro, I don't think I've gotten to that point yet mm-hmm. of like made yeah. it." And that, and it's like, no, made it isn't a destination because nah. when you really think about it, it's like when cats get to a level, they want more. Yeah. Right. So what the fuck really is made it? Yeah, it's nothing. Right. Like we're over here making it on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? And that's the beauty of this journey and just the path is like continuous growth. Right. And I feel like one of the, the, the really strong through lines of all of this is like the ones that the people that end up really doing something special are no different from anybody else. It's just they put one foot ahead of the other more so than others. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The ones that make it are the ones that don't give up. 
Yeah, you know? so for real. You just got to try to take a step every day to get closer to whatever making it is, you know, and like you're saying that, I used to think that. I used to think making it was having this dope car, having this dope crib, whatever. <laughs> you know, we're going to keep it 100% real. Like, growing up, like, a little towards high school, like, I was a rich kid, you know, but I had all that, and then I was like, I, I don't got nothing. My dad bought me this car. Yeah. Like, you know, like when I finally realized my parents were rich and I wasn't rich, it really did a lot for me. Wow. Because, in a good way. Yeah. You know, because I'm driving around these whips, but you know, people probably really know like, yo, your dad bought you this car. Yeah. You know what I mean? For real. A lot of my friends where I grew up are still kind of on that wave. And I'm oh. really happy that I, I got rid of that. And I was just like, yo, I got to make it on my own, you know? Absolutely. So, that's, that's it's, it's, interesting. Cra yeah. it's crazy oh, yeah, when you think man. about the statistics of how many like kids of really wealthy backgrounds oh, are either like addicted to drugs or this, that, and the other. And it's like, you don't find happiness in these material goods or the no, access to all. everywhere, right? Like a kid that's been around the world 60 fucking times, it's like, A, what, what else is there to do? Yeah, exactly. what excites and, you? And B, it's like, what are you working on? Like money gets old. Right. Like, and then also, even with like, when you think of entertainers, it's like, there's always that thought of, are these cats around me because I got dough? Or yeah. are they around me for who I am? Yeah. No, right? I mean, yeah, even in today's, it's not. It's the littlest thing. Just one nice car, you got all these people around you. Just for the clout. You know what I mean? Just Absolutely. for the gram. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's you can get lost in the sauce. Yeah. Really fast, man. It's all about the baby steps. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. speaking of baby steps, let's just take it right there. Like, I want to... Get the thuggish, just little baby steps of <laughs> Ali. Like, take us back to the beginning. Take us back to, you know, where you were born and what what that family life was like for you in terms right, of just the right. community and all that. Well, I was born, a lot of people don't know, but I was born in Paris, France. Wow. And, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I was born That's and raised ridiculous. in Paris, France. Uh, wow. My parents are from Pakistan, but uh, I was born in France. Uh, my father was also, like, messing with garments and things like that, so he had a business in Paris. So I was born there, moved to L.A. when I was uh, five. That's crazy. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people think because I'm in fashion all this stuff, I'm just like, yeah, I was born in France because I wanted to do fashion. Like, yeah. I was really born there. Like, Do you, do you have memories of when you were a kid of out there, or was it just kind of like... Yeah, kind of. Like, I guess like memories start like when you're kind of like three, right? Around yeah. three-ish. I have like certain memories of like just uh, doing things with my dad. As far as this like little clothing, like going with him to like these factories and stuff yeah. like that and little, little things, but not as much as I got to like, we really came here, you know, but it was weird because like, I'm out three, I didn't really know, but you know, up to this day, I don't really think I've talked to my parents about it, but like now that I'm old enough, I feel like in Paris things were good. But we bounced because things started to get bad because when we moved here, we moved to Glendale actually, and okay. uh, we lived in somebody's basement. Yeah. Really? When, when you say things got bad, how? Like, I think for my dad's business. Oh, for the business You know, side. but I was okay. three. The I don't really... The that, transition. Like, a, 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 a patriarch has to make for yeah. his family and, type wow. shit. And to be real, like, up to this day, I really haven't really spoke to my parents about that, you know? Wow. I will now when I go home. Because <laughs> we're talking... <laughs> <laughs> you like, wait, what? <laughs> but, yeah, so we moved to Glendale and we moved... I remember we lived in somebody's basement, man, and... um. Uh, yeah, the ch my ch my that childhood was kind of it was kind of rough, man, because I, my dad was a security guard, and uh, my mom she couldn't even speak English, but she worked at Carl's Jr. and Burger King. Oh wow! And uh, she couldn't speak English, but my mom she's so smart, like she would understand like what they're saying is what's on the keyboard, and she would like press it. 
you know, oh, that's how she got by. Wow. And like, um, yeah, things like that. And, you know, when you're that young, I remember like thinking like my dad, he would, he would like work the night shift and he would come in the morning and he would like have McDonald's. But me and my brother were like, man, I hope he comes back with McDonald's. Like, that's going to be so dope. Yeah. Like, that, was, like, that was making it at that time. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that part, you know, we were starting to grow up. We lived in Glendale and yeah, we, we were really like really poor growing up. It was really tough. You know what I mean? Mm. But at the same time, that's all we knew. Yeah. You know what I mean? So And it's crazy because like as children too, it's really hard to establish poor or fucking super wealthy yeah. or all these things. It's like that kid's mentality and it's like you think of even just like current events and all these things like yeah. we're not we're not aware of these things until we're taught them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like as a child, like you're like in a family and it may, you may not have everything that your friends do. Yeah. But it's still home. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know what I'm saying? So it's really hard to like define until later when you look back yeah. and you're like, "Oh shit." Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, like that moment for me, like that oh shit moment was like Back in the day, like, remember, like, Dino VFRs? Everybody's into the bikes, the VFRs. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah, remember yeah. that? Those were, like, really expensive, and we couldn't afford one, but I really wanted one. So my my mom just bought me this bike, and she spray-painted it chrome. I feel you. And, That's like, lit. that was her way of being, like, this is the best I can do. And I remember taking that bike to school, and everybody, man, honestly, I still think about it some days. Everybody made fun of me, dude. Oh, wow. it was, oh man, when I think about that, but... <laughs> Now that I think about it too, like, man, that's all my mom could do at that yeah. time. Well, you know, you, that's a tough thing to think about too. Is like, you're like all about it with your mom. Yeah. But you go to school and you're getting made fun of. Yeah. It's like, how do you, how do you feel? You're like, I want in. Like, damn, I, yeah. I, I love my mom. She did this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love, I fucking love this bike. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Because it came yeah. from her. Exactly. It's crazy because, bro, you like, know? kids are ruthless, right? And so it's ruthless, like, man. When you look back on it, not, like, when I'm looking back at that scenario, I'm like, holy shit, like, what this queen did right? to try and right. at least give her yeah. son, like, to spray paint it and just right. be like, look, here. Yeah, like, exactly. This is it. Yeah. You, but then kids are over here, like, bro, what yeah, kind they of. Yeah, don't understand. You know? It's a weird feeling. I had a lot of those, too. And it's like, you, yeah. you're proud of it because even though. You don't have what everybody else has, and um, I remember when my mom got me a Nintendo. Right. And but I didn't have like all the fresh games. I had like the Mario and the Duck Hunt. Yeah, because it like, came with it. Because it came with it. <laughs> I was like rocking that for yeah. a while. I had the Duck Hunt too, but I couldn't afford the gun. <laughs> and I would always say it was like said, <laughs> I even say that it said it right now because I would always say it's like two two games. Yeah. So at least I had two. I didn't have yeah, just one. For real. But I was so proud to have that, even though like I didn't have all the fresh games at the time. Yeah. Because like I knew, even as a kid, you're still aware of your parents trying to provide the best things for you. Yeah, you're yeah. very aware um, of what's your household, what's going on in your household. Yeah, it's a, yeah. but it's a kind of a torn feeling because you want to be accepted by your friends. Yeah. So you're kind of like low-key getting made fun of and you don't feel as like you have as much worth. But you're still proud of what you have because it of came from course. your mom. Yeah. It's a fucking weird feeling. Yeah, it really is, man. Yeah. What was that ele- elementary vibe like? Like, uh, Elementary was, so like we lived in Glendale. Yeah. And then uh, from Glendale, we moved to West Covina. Okay. Wait, how and, old were you at this time? Uh, in Glendale? Yeah. I moved from Paris like to LA like when I was like four. Okay. And we lived in Glendale, I think, till like 91 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So when we got to West Covina, I was in the fifth grade. Okay. Yeah, fifth grade. And I uh, moved to West Covina. And uh, 
things were cool there. Like we. What kind of kid were you? Like, were you in the sports? Like, was yeah. It? Well, like at that time, all sports: soccer, basketball. And then uh, when I moved to West Covina, I really got into like skating. Okay. Because of my older brother, he was like a total like skater, metal sort of rocker guy. Oh, word. And then our next door neighbor in West Covina was this dude named Eric, who I say he's like my older brother as well. Mm. Known him for like so long now. They were like the skaters and the rockers. So basically, like when I grew up in West Covina, like in the 90s, yeah. like even in elementary school, bro, like either you were a skater, a baller, not even like baseball or football, like a baller, yeah. or just a, a gangster. And uh, not wow. even like like maybe Hispanic gangster, African American gangster, Asian. You were just a gangster. One of those three. So and the gangs were really big in the nineties. They were yes. like really big, huge. Yeah, like really big. And uh, I was influenced from my brothers because that's what they did. But I also loved to play basketball. Like I was really good at basketball. Like I'm still waiting for the draft to call me. Like, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> I'm, You're the master P grind. Yeah, yeah. Like I love basketball. Like people don't understand me. Like I love basketball up to this day. Like you know, but ba- um, basketball is really huge for me. What? But so was skateboarding. Like you know, so like. I was always caught up because at that time you couldn't do everything. It was really like the cholos were like, we're going to break your board. You can't do that. (laughs) The basketball players were like, what do you mean you're a skater? You know what I mean? You can't do that. You got to pick your side. It's such a fixed identity. Yeah. So, you know, it was almost like for me, like growing up at that particular point was almost like maybe if you have a a friend and they're trying to come out, but they can't because they don't, they don't know what it's going to be like. It was hard for me to tell people like, yo, I love skateboarding and listening to Puff Daddy, but yo, I play basketball, I listen to Metallica. (laughs) If I said that, I would get beat up. Wild. You know? So it was hard for me to like get that out, you know? How how did you deal with that though? uh, Man, you know what? Uh, As weird as it sounds, but uh, I think like I started picking up like on like Pharrell and what he was doing, like even before like the Neptunes came out and stuff. I heard about Pharrell through... um, there was a skater named Eric Costin. Yeah. And, um, legend. Yeah, legend, right? He, something about them in some 411 video or something where I came across the Neptunes or something like mm-hmm. that. And, um, I started learning about this dude Pharrell or whatever and stuff like that. And, um, it just like helped me get a little bit more comfortable. And then to the point where this was like, I think like middle school now, where I was just like, yo, I'm both. It's crazy. Because we, we were talking earlier, yeah. like how much, uh, skate and punk culture yeah. is now right now today in the urban culture yes so like, influenced very much so yeah he, we were talking about like fucking face tattoos dyed color hair you yeah. know metal font shirts that are you know distressed yeah. and like ripped that whole culture is all urban now um and the influence it has and like you said when you're a kid those wouldn't dare cross. Yeah, all the Would designers right now, cross. all the all the fonts, all the designs are all like metal stuff. I mean, you know what I mean? The Iron Maiden logo has been fucked to death by you. every brand out there. Like even right now, like I, all these things are like Satan and six oh like six 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 and like remember like a few years ago, Illuminati was really big. Yeah, he's about to make a comeback. <laughs> he's like I in the design you. world. I feel like he's coming back, man. <laughs> in the yeah. ether of it all. Yeah, I feel like he's coming back in the design world, man. The eyes like creeping. Yeah, up it's creeping back up, man. 
Yeah, man. Shout out to Taz Arnold for all that Tisa stuff. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like it's coming back. But yeah, it's very influenced from all that culture. So, you know, growing up, that's how I was. I was able to do like both. I was really good at skateboarding, but I was really good at basketball too. And then to the point, by the time I got into high school, like it was just subculture, man. Everybody was like that. Like what me and you were talking about earlier, like it's not new to wear a Metallica shirt and wear Jordans. Like sure. we've been doing that. Yeah. This is not new at all, man. You know, I grew up listening to Offspring, Green Day, Nirvana, Soundgarden, yep. yeah. um, all those bands. Like we love those bands and I still rock their t-shirts, For but sure. people think like, Oh, this vintage tee is like a new trend. You know, half the kids wearing these things, they don't know the real bass player of Metallica died in a tour bus in a yeah. tour accident. They don't know who Lars is. Yeah any of those people they're just rocking it and it's yeah. like pretty confusing you know what Very. i mean no yeah. it's weird like having an like i have original bad brain shirt from literally yeah. like the 90s that still rock and it's it's gray but it like it was once black of course <laughs> it's just it's like it's that brown gray yeah <laughs> you know when black just turns For like real. what yeah. <laughs> what color is, what? that's not even in crayola we're like For what real. is that yeah. that's that's color doesn't like yeah. fuck with it but anymore see, that's the one like you can put on ebay right now and a kid will spend like a grand yeah <laughs> You know what I mean? Because it's like an original. So. Yeah. Yeah it's, yeah. it's interesting how, how much and like how someone like Pharrell who could cross over and like bring yeah. it to mainstream. Like yeah. you had those characters come in that really pushed all kids like you because mm-hmm. there's tons of kids like you. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that you don't fit in. You can feel kind of isolated mm-hmm. by picking sides or, or yeah. you, you're not, you, you know, you're too hip hop for the yeah. skating side to skate for the hip hop right. side. And the baller side, yeah, you kind of like alone trying to figure out where you where your real identity is, right? Yeah, exactly. And like, I never really made a skate video, but I wanted to. But like the little videos we used to film, mine's were all like No Way Out, like Puff Daddy, and all those things. But then like <laughs> playing basketball was like you know Metallica and Nirvana and just getting so pumped. That's a wild dichotomy. That's, like, yeah, the so inverse. Oh, the totally, totally. But it like that's just who I was. How'd you dress? Man, like in the, I remember my first, dude, I really remember the, okay, yeah, my first day of seventh grade, man, my friend Jason, uh, he used to spike his hair because he was like a punker with the egg whites. Do you remember that? Yeah. That's how you would do it. So we got up like super early and uh, the first day of like seventh grade, I had these horns in my hair. Like I spiked my hair up and I was shopping at Miller's Outpost, like we're talking about. (laughs) I used to work there, bro. (laughs) And I had a, I had a Oreo shirt. Yeah. And oh. some long shorts <laughs> and some air and some airwalks. Oh, did you have the ones with the, the black oh, with the white? Yeah, wow. and it's funny because I've the, seen the classic, the classics. But yeah. people think Airwalk just came out. I think Super Duper Kyle just did an ad with them or yeah. something. Oh. And everybody's like, Airwalks are the coolest new shoes it's, ever. It's wild. I feel like it was like a sta- uh, staple fucking yeah. uh, 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 Airwalk collab. When Airwalk first came out, there was a store in the West Covina Mall called The Alternative. That was the only place to get Airwalks, and that's where I used to get them. And wow. that was like the uniform, you yeah. know, like what's the uniform right now? Like an oversized tee, the Yeezys <laughs> and, you know, like a long hoodie or something, but airwalks, yeah. the chain wallet, mm-hmm. yep. you know what I mean? And the belt that hang all the way the down. The belt all the yeah. way. Yeah, that exactly. Just, just, just pull it through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how I used to dress. Yeah. Yeah. And then because at that point I was still kind of having trouble with who I wanted to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? To be honest, it was kind of still like a little funky situation for me until like eighth grade. I really kind of started owning my look and owning my images. Um, I got like home rolls like in eighth grade and that like just turned. You went from horns to corn. Yeah. And that really just like turned the school upside down. People are like, what is this guy doing? 
but I just had a vision, man. Like I always, I'm never scared to be who I am. Like, mm. and it's weird. Like sometimes you go to a party, right? You go somewhere and you're kind of thinking about, should I wear this? Everybody's going to look at me. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. Look yeah. at me. I'm not scared at all. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me. Honestly, though, yeah. that's how I'm going <laughs> to stand out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't drink. Right. So, yeah. like, well, here's the interesting thing. Like, I'm Ollie saying Q, right? People think because of maybe fashion or something. I've never drank in my life. Oh, wow. wow. I've never smoked. Wow. Never even done hookah. Never. That's wow. why they call me the saint. So I don't go to the club and buy girls drinks and stuff. But even if I did, I wouldn't because every guy is doing that to a girl. When For I real. used to go to clubs and stuff, the finest girl there, I used to go up to her and be like, your shoulders are weird. She would be like, What? It would fuck with her the whole night. And then she would come up to me at the, why did you say that? You know, and that's how you would get them. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, man. For because real. every dude is doing the same thing. Buying drinks, drinks, drinks. You yeah. got to hit them with something different. So how can I, I please you? How can I yeah. just like every single dude yes. level up to you telling you So I used to thrive on being different. You know what I mean? You yeah. owned it though. Yeah, you got to. That's the only way you're going to like succeed, I feel like. I feel like a lot of people today are put on and they're insecure about their success because somebody put them on. Like I want to own my success. I don't want to be like, man, I'm one tweet away from this guy saying, "You don't fuck with this guy anymore. You're done." Mm. I don't want to do that. I yeah. have some of those relationships. I know a lot of artists, I know a lot of people, but I don't want them to put me on because mm. then it's not really me. They can take it away at any time. Yeah. Sure. I could probably sell out. I got some pretty deep connections, but yeah. I never take that route because it's All not going to be real, man. Yeah. You know? Not Imagine the difference, though, if somebody gets put on and owns that, though. Right? Yeah. Like, just like, look, like, shout out to the big homie. Yeah. Type shit. Like, you were an inspiration right. type yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like so many people want to, like, oh, shit, he did that for me. But, like, yeah. we on now. Yeah. Right, let's just build our movie right. now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. at the end of the day, I really feel like it's, it's about owning you. Yeah. And who you're becoming and who you are. Right, right. Right. What was it for you in that transition from like the horns to the cornrows where it went from you to really be solidified in your vision? Like, cause like, and that's also a very like transformational year. Yeah. Like you're going to the top of that food chain. Yeah. And really preparing for this like high school yeah. uh, extravaganza, if you will. You know, like, I was. I just all of a sudden wasn't like scared to get beat up. Like, I don't know. Like, I was just like, I'm down to deal with whatever happens. Yeah. I just kind of like maybe became a man. That's a, that's a great statement, dude. You know? I feel like being scared of get being scared of getting beat up is a very real thing. It yeah. is. Oh, yeah. Like, I've never just heard someone say, say it that bluntly because that's yeah. kind of why you don't do things. You oh, don't, of course. You don't want to get beat up. Yo, man, as soon as you put the fear of looking stupid behind you. Things happen, man. Yeah. We're all scared of looking stupid. We're all scared to go up to a girl. Yo, the worst thing a girl can say is no. Yeah. For real. You feel me? So, like, once I was like, you know what? If I'm going to get beat up, I'm going to get beat up. I put it behind me. I'm going to get beat up being me. Yeah, but I'm going to get beat up being me. I put it behind me. I didn't get beat up. I got beat up in high school, but not at that point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. But uh, yeah, once I put that behind me, it was like, yo, I'm ready to deal with whatever comes this way, but I have to be me. Mm-hmm. And what happened was I just started this whole new trend. So like, it's crazy. Like everybody's all about their followers and stuff. You know what I mean? I've had followers, man. I've been doing this since high school. I've been Fair doing you. this since middle school. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Ain't nothing new. So once you just own your own, like your look and stuff, good things start to happen. And I think that's what mm-hmm. I did in this whole West Covina area where I grew up. It just started this crazy trend, man. What was the, what was that trend? 
Just go that, into that. That trend was playing basketball with some Eric Costin shoes. So, you know, not being questioned about it. Uh, the trend was filming skate videos to Wu-Tang Clan. Like, remember when Wu-Tang Forever came out? Yeah. That first, abomatomically, Socrates, Philosophies, and Hypothesis, Inspected Deck. Like, that was the trend. Everybody was like, yo, this is this is dope. We can mm. all mix together. We don't got to, like, fight or have these spats. We don't have to, like, these cholos used to come up to us, like, we're going to shadow box today <laughs> after school. <laughs> like, that was the thing. Like, you know, so all, everybody put all those t- fears behind them. And everybody just started becoming cool. And, like, the punk scene started, like, what we were talking about earlier, like, yeah. the punk scene started becoming big. Um, it was just dope, man. It was really cool. It's, yeah. And in those moments, people do need someone, like, a leader to yeah. go to. Did yeah. you feel like you were a leader once you put that behind? Did you, did you ha- like, ever, was that a part of your identity at any point, consciously? Yeah, but just in, like, my, like, my core group of, For sure. like, like I think like eighth grade, like all the eighth graders, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The seventh graders had their own thing. Like my, my uh, junior high was really pretty weird, man. Like we literally had this thing in my high school called the flip tree. You would only have to be Filipino to hang out at that tree. Oh, wow. Yeah, shit like that. And uh, my friend Paul, he used to cut my hair. He was Filipino. Mm. Really cool friend of mine. Um, I don't know what happened to him, but <laughs> um, he took me to the mall once with a bunch of his Filipino friends and they took him to the side. They're like, he's not Filipino. Why did you do this? Like, you can't, you wow. can't be here. You know, so like that school was really like, if you think it was like a pretty racist place, man. How'd you <laughs> fit into that? I was the only brown dude, man. I've always been the only brown dude. Because that's a whole other side. Like, yeah. aside from your style and yeah. like the things that you're into. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was, you know, like, because I grew up in like La Puente, West Covina. There wasn't a lot of brown people. Mm. I was always just that one brown dude. So it kind of worked for me until up in high school, there was another brown dude and uh, he didn't like me for some reason <laughs> because he was like brown too. And it really sucks, but it really sucks. But he got the nickname uh, Dirty Ali. That's what they used to call him for some reason. And it was just me and him. But yeah, growing up brown in my area was, uh, there wasn't many of us, man. It was, it was kind of weird. You know what I mean? Especially in that area of West Covina. Like, yeah. You have a lot of like brown folk. In yeah, area. it was just a bunch of Filipinos, a bunch of Hispanic people, and uh, that's all that it was. It well, yeah. I mean, especially in a place where you know, race does play a big part. Yeah. I mean, it often plays a part in what you're into, like, you know, whether you're a skater or mm-hmm. you're a baller. Like, it often divides by race yeah. sometimes. You know? And it's yeah. also one of those things of like just showing the, the juvenile nature of youth. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, when you're young, I feel like the need to be accepted is just so strong. So strong, man. And you really tie into whether it's your, like, athletic group or this, that, the other. And, like, naturally, the cultures kind of come together and band together just for the sake of acceptance. Yeah. I mean, yo, can we say that that's how it is right now? Absolutely. Crazy, right? Like, this feel to be, the need to be accepted nowadays is, like, crazy. It's wild because it's always been that way. Yeah. Like, we're over here sitting here talking about the same issues yeah the same things that are plaguing our society yeah you know what i'm saying it's like yeah it's always the same yeah yeah and i think social media makes it i mean we all on instagram looking at what this person is doing is that it's just nature that's what we do it's right wild, it's wild to me to think about like how little focus is put on especially kids on the value of self yeah right yeah 
like you kind of touched on like the moment that you realize like look I'm me like mm-hmm. I'm free yeah that really like just took you off in, yeah. into a, into a level of like I don't care about what y'all think yeah it's very like, important for a lot of us it happens way later yeah right like we may be individuals but like also when you think about just like flash forward to career wise it's like the moment motherfuckers really like blossom is when they're like look like fuck everybody I'm gonna yeah. do me yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when they start realizing people gravitate towards them. And imagine if that was instilled in some way, like the value of self. Yeah. Like the selflessness in being selfish with self at a young age. Right. Like you'll have kids down with being individuals, down with being like, no, I don't fuck with that earlier. Yeah. But we, we, I feel like we breed so much like followerism. Oh, yeah. Totally, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think once you, uh, a lot of the people that are on right now, they didn't want to be on. Like, they they just started doing them and people, mm-hmm. like what you just said, started following them. But a lot of these people that want to be on so bad, they're making all the wrong moves. Like, how are you going to be something if you're just trying to be someone else? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of, like, I'm in fashion, right? So, like, a lot of kids, you know, they design just for to be a part of a certain look but that's probably not really how they would really design if they didn't see that you know what i mean like it's cool to have inspiration but if you're making a like a brand that looks just like the biggest brand out right now it's going to be hard for you to maybe you know get in like what's your story yeah you know exactly what's the essence of that shit yeah so there's a lot of that going on right now and i think that's where people get lost absolutely you know it's wild i was reading an, an article in the fader today um and it was on Lil Uzi Vert. And right. he was just like, bro, like, rap is a facade. Yeah. Like, you start realizing, like, all of these things where it's like, so many people are on, but, like, you don't realize that they're also normal human beings. Right, right. Right? It's actually scary to be that on. Right. Yeah. It's actually lonely to be that on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. It really once, is. Every, and everybody wants that. Yeah. Everybody wants that, like, bruh, I want the world to fuck with me. I yeah. want all that. But then you start realizing how empty that shit really is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's a trip. Yeah. Because, like, so many people are focused on the thought of these things. Yeah. And the thought is really different than reality in most all cases. Yeah. Yeah, like, towards, uh, like, uh, out of, like, uh, when I was in college or whatever, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about it later, but I was friends with the certain dude that was part of a boy band and they were really big and he even told me like you know what i do is my job like if you're like conor mcgregor right we're just talking about that like fighting is his job right we get off work at 8 30 we're going to a party we want to just go run through h&m real quick buy a shirt whatever we got 30 minutes to do it and we want to go to this party they want to do that too then they got to stop for pictures they got to do all this stuff so he was telling me like yo sometimes we just want to be normal too you know what i mean but they can't you know what i mean but then also like a classic case of this is like a lot of these people like they want to be famous really bad soon as they're famous their number one thing is man i don't want to be famous for real i never wanted to be famous sure. <laughs> you know what for it means real. it's really funny it's crazy bro yeah what what was that transition in high school like for you uh man high school was super dope man like high school was just a blast man i was like really into basketball um like talking about earlier like towards that end my parents really like got their stuff together and uh t- we'll keep it 100 percent real like you know when i was 16 my parents bought me like a lincoln navigator Ooh, you were like, thugging bro nav. like 24, bro, i wanted a nav, nav so bad when i was younger you that nav? yeah 24 inch rims Wait, i had what year was it this was like 2000 you had the 24s on them yeah this was like 
2000 or something. 2000. 2001 or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Big body. No, 24 inch rims. I had 15 TVs in it. Stop. Man, all we were doing was listening to Ludacris. <laughs> I'll be real, you, man. Yeah. Fat Farm, Averex, Echo, yep. Dada. Yep. I had cornrows. <laughs> Me and my friends were like living like NBA players. I feel you. It was so dope, man. Yeah. Uh, it was just a really cool time. And shout out to the immigrant struggle, though. No, yeah. Like, no. Come out here, like, the first glance was security guard yeah. and Burger King fast food. Yeah, so after that, man, like, my parents really saved up their money, you know, and they, uh, towards, like, uh, I think, like, towards, like, seventh grade, um, I kind of, like, eighth, seventh grade, eighth grade, I kind of started figuring out, like, my parents kind of had some kind of money. Yeah. I, I kind of just started putting things together, you know yeah. what I mean? And, uh... Yeah, they worked really hard. They started buying some franchises, which was really good for them. And then by the time I was high school, like, I'm be real, man. Like, I was just a spoiled rich kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever I wanted. Like, I'm talking like, (laughs) man, I used to buy three pairs of Jordans. (laughs) One to wear, one to play ball in, and one just to keep. And like, you you know. Were you aware of this? Like, I just uh, thought I was a rich kid, man. And but you didn't come necessarily. You didn't grow up necessarily. Nah, as a rich I was just kid. That's lost. That's why it's a weird. Like, there's so many kids that are born Facts. into. Facts. Yeah. I was just lost, man. And I thought like that's what it was. You know what I mean? I was never like, oh, I'm better than you. I'm rich. It was never like that. But I just like asking my mom, like, well, mom, like, I'm gonna get three of these. <laughs> and she was like, okay, cool. She wasn't like, do you need three? Like, yeah, like, she was like, yes, the, you are. Yeah, the deal is just three, ma. Like, you know, and <laughs> she was cool with it, you know, and like the FUBU, all that stuff, yep. you know? Platinum FUBU was the yeah. look, Yeah, and then, you know, that just went all the way towards high school and then even in college and stuff. And then, like, uh, my parents ended up buying a bunch of Baston Robbins. And uh, I was like the ice cream man. <laughs> Literally. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you just went from the nav to the no. ice cream. The yeah. Mr. 31 uh, flavors over Ali here. Ali St. Gucci. Yeah, you know but what I'm at that point, I upgraded to a Range Rover. So, I feel you. The range the- so check this out. In high school, what happened was my navigator, I went to go watch Jackass the movie yeah. at the Point the Hills Mall. And I came out and my car got jacked. No. My car was on bricks. All my TVs were stolen. Yeah, man. It was bad. Wow. So I was like so embarrassed in front of like a lot of people. I had a bunch of like people with me and stuff. Yeah. Um, Literally, man, that weekend, my parents bought me an Escalade. (laughs) And that's when the Escalade was popping. Yeah. I'm talking like, yeah, that's like when Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson just got to the Clippers. He's just rolling the Escalade with a gang of cookie dough with ice cream yeah exactly yeah (laughs) so uh yeah so they just upgraded me to that so you can see my mentality yo i'm gonna have this forever you know what i mean yeah and i'm so happy i realized like that's not what life's about you know what i mean even like up to late you know what i mean like i just got rid of my cars and just bought like a normal decent car because it's so much easier it's so Mm -hmm. much better like who am i trying to impress man i'm trying to impress people i don't even know yeah it's not gonna get me nowhere yeah. yeah. When you know? you're a kid, though, you know, you're just so impressionable. Yeah, like, yeah, These yeah. things do make a big difference socially. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was lit, dude. I was on, like, as a kid. <laughs> For like, real. You know what I mean? It was super dope. And then, yeah, so, like, I ended up, uh, my parents bought, like, some more Baston Robbins and stuff like that. I was doing that while going to college. Where but did you go uh, to school at? Uh, Fitum. 
if right. I DM, yeah. Wait, so when did you get into fashion before we, we jumped to uh, college? When man, did this like kind of hit? Fashion was like, even when I was younger, dude, like when I was just rocking like Ninja Turtle pajamas and like get-go pajamas, like they were the flyest ones. Like I just always knew how to put an outfit together. Even up to this day, like people still treat me like it's the first day of school. Like I go into work, they're like, how long did it take you to get ready? Like, like 15 minutes, but they act like I lay my clothes out on the bed before <laughs> yeah. I pick it. I can't sleep all night because I'm so eager to get up and get ready. <laughs> <laughs> You remember that, right? Yeah. The first day that's of your, school. That's your Monday through Sunday yeah. outfit planned out. Yeah, like I call my man Hurricane right here and be like, yo, Hurricane, I'm putting this outfit together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you always have that first day of school outfit. Yeah. And no one ever really talked about that. It was just something you did. The yeah. first day of school was like the first hour. Nobody could sleep. You no. were up all night. Yeah, for real. You know, it was like that look, first fit. That first coming fit, in just that first fit would define the whole year. Yeah, Yo, really this did. is what I'm about this year. Don't fuck with me. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, how I, defining were years? Sorry, for real. just like the, like now, I'm like, damn, it's already like August. Yeah, a year goes by. But as a kid, you're like, the years are big. Yeah, they make a huge difference. Yeah, you know what's weird too? Like I noticed, like some of my little like cousins, they already they go to school early now, like August first or something. Yeah, I remember August, going to school like, like mid September. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll got, it'll yeah got pushed these up. kids are getting robbed. <laughs> Something's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Right. But yes, for real. Yeah. So fashion has always been like a part of me and stuff. And uh, but you know what? Even like towards high school, I wanted to be a dentist. Really? Wow. Yeah. Because I went to the dentist and my dentist, he was so on, bro. His teeth <laughs> were just so good. He had this dope watch. His wife came in. She was so fine. He had a Lexus. Oh, wow. I was like, I want to be a dentist. I feel you. <laughs> and, uh, and then, like, I don't know, like, towards, like, when I really put it together, like, man, it's going to take too long. Like, I don't want to do this. I'm just going to do fashion. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, fashion is cool. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I probably should have just been a dentist. I would have been a dentist right now. <laughs> I'm still trying to find my way in this fashion thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dennis, like we think it's Dennis too long, dreams. and then like these pursuits, like entertainment, yeah. fashion, all that. Yeah, because see, with, with this, there's no like, you know, to be a doctor, you go to college, then you go to med school, then you do your rotations, residency, yeah. entertainment, fashion. Like, you've seen that thing back in the day, right? Like, what people think success is, what it really looks like, the swiggly yeah, lines. Like, sure. there's no really platform of like, go to this school, then do this, and then do that, and then you can have a clothing line. Right. It's, it's not linear. Not at all. Yeah. No. You know? So, yeah. So sometimes I kind of go back and forth. And also sometimes I'm like, what do I do to really help people? Like, I, I produce reality TV shows and I'm a clothing designer. Like, mm. who am I really helping? I kind of deal with that sometimes mm. where I feel like, did I fuck up? You mm. know what I mean? How does that play on the psyche, though? It's weird sometimes you know sometimes i really think about that i think a lot man i do a lot of thinking man you yeah. know what i mean like for me like the biggest thing for me is like when i come home from work or whatever and i drink a cup of tea by myself i think a lot man mm. think about everything like i got weird things in my mind <laughs> you know or, what i mean as but, we all do though yeah but i'm just a really creative type of thinker weirdo i'm a weirdo man you know like every, you know what's weird man everybody popular on instagram right now was a weirdo in high school for mm. sure you know what i mean like for the weirdest sure. kids are the most popular people right yeah, now. We were yeah. all the nerds. We were all the people that wanted to do creative things and people were just like, nah, we ain't down with that. You know what right. I mean? So yeah, I just think a lot and you know, but what can I, yeah, I could, def I could go to dental school right now, but I'll be out when I'm like 47. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think I'm just yeah. going to get a grill like you and just be like, this is my, <laughs> this is my thing to dentistry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
So with uh, with fashion, you started really uh, diving in, in high school still? Yeah, in high school, man. I've had so many brands. I had a brand called Player Wear. That was like my first little thing. What was that? Just screen printed t-shirts nice. that said Player Wear. Uh, Player Wear. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah, I even had a... Cause I'm Pakistani, right? So I did these shirts where I put the Puma, you know, Puma sign, but I put Paki, <laughs> little <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Just little things like that, yep. you know. But um, and then uh, you know, even like when I started working, like at uh, I started going to fit him and stuff, and I met I uh, met a friend named Paris who was a really good friend of mine. He was my best friend, and um, we were going to fit him at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, we ended up uh doing uh this thing for adidas goodyear and we won best show in magic in 07 like a lot of people don't know that like it's weird because a lot of people talk about fashion this day and they don't even know that magic was at the convention center like magic is like it stand for uh what was it uh market international uh garment california or something like that you know what i mean um it used to be at the convention center that's why they call it magic so i I was going to magic with my dad when it was down here you know so we started doing stuff for adidas and goodyear while we were at fit oh wow and uh, we won best show at magic in 07 and that was huge you know so from that we made some money um some dumb money to the point where my friend paris uh dropped me off at dream motors right here with the bag full of cash and i bought a range rover (laughs) and a bulldog I and I, I went to Beverly Center a after. Range Rover and a hey, Bulldog. I went, I went to the Beverly Center after that. There was a store called Pet Love, and I bought a Bulldog named Heather. Wow. Oh, was Pet Love on the first floor? Yeah, right, right when you go up the escalator. Yep. Yeah. And I came home, and my mom was like, "Your friend's car is so nice. This dog is so cute." I was like, "Mom, those are mine." She's like, "Get out the house." Like, <laughs> <Yo>! <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. See ya. See, she was so heated that, you know, you finally made some money in your life and you do these things like what's wrong with you? This is how you lose things. And uh, really sucks, man. I really love this bulldog, but uh, I had no time for it. You know, it's funny, man. My man Hurricane's right here. He works for Rob Deerdeck. I used to work for Rob Deerdeck, but I used to send Rob messages on MySpace because he had Meaty, the bulldog. Yo, Rob, take this bulldog for me. My mom's going to sell it on the penny saver. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want my mom to sell it. <laughs> and uh, one day I came home and my mom sold it. Oh. Oh, wow. I bought it for like $5,000. My mom sold it for 500 Wow. And she didn't even give me the 500 <laughs> Good for her? Yeah, my mom came Better up. Better for you. And uh, you know how I think a lot, I was telling you? Yeah. I still think about Heather all the time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funky. So, yeah, that happened. So we were doing our fashion thing. We started making some money. Then I started designing for other stuff. And then I made my first really legit brand called Curvaggio. And I think that's where you kind of started um, linking with me. And we yeah. started talking because I met uh, Samir. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people don't know either. Samir, I met him at Falcon Room <laughs> like 15 years ago. And Wild. he tried to beat me up. Because I bumped into him. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bumped into him, and uh, he was like, yo, watch out, man. And I was like, yo, chill. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Hey, this dude was huge. <laughs> this is like football player, Samir. Yep. yep. And he was like, yo, are you Indian? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you're fly as fuck. What do you do? I was like, man, I, I own a big brand called Caravaggio. And he was like, oh, I work for a brand called Five Four, which was huge. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I'm just playing. My brand sucks. <laughs> Automatically, because now I wanted to be cool with Five Four. Right, yeah. I was like, Samir, put me on. Put me on, bugging this guy. All this, I want best show at Magic. Samir's like, I don't care, dude. Like, yeah. show me. Yeah. You know, like Samir, man. Like, you know Samir, right? Yep. Like, 
he's a pretty wild guy, but yeah. he's really about show me. Absolutely. You know, and that's what I admire about him a lot. Like Absolutely. he could probably put me onto a lot of things, but he didn't. He really showed me like, yo, show me something. Yeah, work for it. Work for it. Yeah. You know, as of late, he really just really started like messing with me like legitly. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I met Samir and doing the fashion thing. Little Wayne reached out to me about some designs. And then uh, I used to, um, I met up with Tyga and I've known Tyga for a long time. Tyga used to wear my stuff and it just started going, going. And then, um, Caravaggio just started getting a little bit bigger to the point where I started making sunglasses from Italy. But at this point still, Instagram wasn't a thing. It was still MySpace. So I couldn't DM an artist and be like, yo, I want to get you this stuff. I used to roll to shows with bags of clothes, buy a ticket and just wait to get in girls would make fun of me they're like what are you doing the mall's over there like what are you doing with these clothes like i wasn't there for the show i was there zoned in after i gotta get this product but the crazy thing was man like i got nas i got beyonce asap rocky justin bieber uh kendrick back then back then so it's weird because nowadays you see on instagram all these people are giving stuff to celebrities and it's the dopest thing in the world i've been doing that dude yeah, I worked with the hottest artists at the hottest time. You know what that did for me? Nothing. It's not sales. Mm-hmm. Spending no. all this money making these glasses in Italy, and I'm just giving them away for free. Yeah, not even for Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> not, not even, even for, for Instagram. Not even for brand awareness. Not even unquote. for brand awareness. And uh, you know, and a lot of kids are still doing that. And it really mm-hmm. like it doesn't translate to anything, man. It really doesn't. You know what I mean? So. To the point where Caravaggio just really really wasn't making money. So I got in a few stores in Australia, which was cool, you know what I mean? But as a business, it wasn't really doing nothing. And uh, I just had to shut shop down. Well, that's the thing, too. And kind of I want to take take a moment to to dive a little deeper into this this part of your story Mm -hmm. um, of going from basically like fit him just to go back a little bit Mm -hmm. into – really owning your craft as a designer yeah take us through a little like the creative process but also going into it as a business too because mm-hmm. i feel fashion is one of those, those things that's similar to music right yeah people like the the fantasy of it the lifestyle of it yeah the the kind of glamour of it and everyone thinks they can do it right oh, i can silk screen a t-shirt yeah I, you know i can make a design and you know do a play on words it's, it's kind of yeah it, it seems very easy just yeah. the same way like oh yeah I could play a guitar. I could write a song. Yeah. I could rap. Yeah. But now you're taking it seriously. Yeah. How'd you kind of carve your own lane and, and take it seriously during this time? Did you ever have to have talks with yourself of like, all right, I'm really going to do this or cause you're already living a flash life Yeah. that you could have just kept rolling with. And yeah, yeah. there's, there's not much like the, the, you have a huge safety net. Yeah. Yeah. You have a big safety blanket. Yeah. So, so what were the moments where you're like, all right, I'm, I want to get serious. I, I know I got talent. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have some skill, but you also have to like put in that work. Yeah. I, speaking of that safety blanket, I started to feel like the blanket was starting to go away. My parents started telling me like little inklings of like, well, what are you doing now? Like my mm-hmm. dad will start saying, well, you know, this is what I did. Yeah. Little things like that where I'm like, what is my dad trying to tell me? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like as kids, you like, yeah. even as young adults, you think you're invincible. Oh yeah. You're like I know dad, I was there. Yeah. 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 Right. For real. Yeah. So, um, you know, to answer that question best, man, is failures. You know, I failed a lot. Did you? Yeah. Like with fashion, like yeah. in the beginning, even now, you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, yeah. With How, all, with go this, through some of those. Uh, 
with you know with design it's kind of like what you're saying about screen printing t-shirt i don't know a lot about music as far as making it you know mm. what i mean but it's kind of like i guess people say like there's djs and there's like today's djs mm. i guess what's the word like what what's the button pushers Something like that, right? <laughs> There's like Serato, yeah. Serato DJ. Serato, Serato, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was the DJ community's gonna come after new shit. Yeah, yeah. What's up? I, yeah, love, yeah. I love my DJs. And yeah, Serato DJ. and your button pushers. No, if, you, if you a button pusher and you getting in, do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. it. keeping it real, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, feel you. I was getting away by just like screen printing and stuff like that thinking I was a hot designer until yeah. I got into Fitum and wanted to do apparel manufacturing and started learning how things were really made mm-hmm. uh, some gnarly trips to China um, making shoes and stuff like I made the Cravaggio I made some shoes and I got them super hyped man me and my friends had them laced them up as soon as we laced them up it just <laughs> fell apart <laughs> man I went from I went from high to, just, to the best friend. Yo, this my homie just hooked me up with his own custom shoes to like, yo, my homie's cheap as fuck. <laughs> it just gave me some shoes that fell apart. <laughs> Man, it was so bad. So like, just I, you had to learn how to make patterns, how to sew, yeah. how to do all these things, go and through the go process. through the sample process. Ooh, you ever like, and they damn, get this you is, every time. Get you like, every time. You send them like literally even to this day. It's so hard. Like you'll man. send them exact specs. Yeah, and it'll take four samples for them. Yeah, to get it right. I mean it happens every day. Like we we were, we we're doing some stuff recently, and I made these hoodies, and they're supposed to be royal blue, and we went to the place to get them made, and they were like North Carolina blue. <laughs> And the and the dude was just like, nah, they're royal. I'm like, nah, <laughs> like, man. What fucking royal are these? Yeah, like, so royal you, under you the still sun? deal with those little things. But yeah, a lot of failures, man. And you have to like, uh, doing that whole Goodyear thing was cool because we got to work with some people at Adidas who really like uh, showed us what the correct way was, how to mm-hmm. do things, how things were really made. Like, you got to make like 20 samples to get that one fit right. Mm-hmm. Things like that, you know. So at that point, like at Fitum, I really learned how to become a real designer mm-hmm. and it was still kind of whack because i still really wasn't applying that to caravaggio because it, it was herb it was streetwear right this yeah. is the time crooks and castles diamond supply co uh the LRG hundreds lrg well yeah you know r.i.p jonas he's yeah. one of my biggest influences ever you know like he doesn't get it you know what we want to talk about culture that's another thing too he is culture, he is culture. people don't Hands understand down. where chains came from Hands all down. these things i yeah. mean pharrell gets a lot of credit yeah but pharrell still doesn't get enough credit like pharrell was wearing bathe and ape way before kanye kanye is dope don't get me yeah. wrong i'm a huge kanye fan but if people remember h to the Izzo, that video kanye was still on the float wearing a padres jersey down to his knees an old school jersey wild it's not until kanye was engaged to lexi pfeiffer she's the one that put kanye on game but pharrell was doing collaborations with louis vuitton way before kanye pharrell he gets credit but mm-hmm. like him and jonas were really like visionaries jonas was a fucking visionary bro he was the best like, man you know what's crazy about thinking about that is like i was in orange county like Me too. as a kid at right that time. he was from there yeah and like it's crazy because uh you know, one of the first stores that put LRG on was LSNS. Uh huh. And you know, one of my boys used to work there, and like the one of the managers of the store, Jimmy, like they were really close. Like I'd be in LSNS, and Jonas would be like literally looking at shoes. Yeah. And I'd just be looking at him, just like yeah, in yeah. awe, like, what the fuck? The first time I got into Magic, I, I uh, got in as a jobber. 
What's that? I don't even know. <laughs> it was like I still don't. It know. was like the lowest, the lowest. You couldn't be, not a buyer, not an exhibitor, just yeah. a jobber. Like yeah. I don't even. I still have that badge. I'm gonna look it up today. But uh, and real. I seen Jonas with Ben, and they had the chains and the uh-huh. colored jeans. And I talked to him. He was super cool. Ben was Hollywood even yeah. back then. Like, yeah. don't talk to me, whatever. Yeah. Okay, cool, man. But uh, Jonas, I talked to him. It was like a life changing thing where I was like, I want to be, jo- I want to yeah. be like Jonas. You know what's wild about him is that like he really put on for everybody. He did, and people circle. don't know that. And, like, I really think it also has to do with, like, coming up being a kid that was adopted. Yeah. Right? Mm. Like, it's crazy. When you think about LRG, mm-hmm. like, cats were willing to die to work for LRG. Yeah. Like, that culture was insane. But they partied like a motherfucker. Yeah. Like, they were going wild. But, like, he literally instilled this culture, mm-hmm. which a lot of companies today don't have. Mm. Like, when you look at the top, right? Cats are just like, I'm at the top. Yeah. Jonas was at the top, but like he made everybody feel special. Yeah. Like you're working for a part of yeah, something. Yeah. You're going to start at the warehouse, yeah. but then you're going to come, come up, up. Yeah. And we're going to wild out together. Yeah. If there's a down, system there. Yeah. yeah. It's like a fucking army. Yeah. You know what it, I'm saying? It was, like, man. Lifted Research Group. Like it's crazy, man. Like it was such a, like what you're saying. And like, yeah, he used to sleep on somebody's couch. Like for a while when he was trying to start this stuff, I think he had something with like crooks and castles. There was some sort of mix up or yeah. some landscape or yeah. something. I don't yeah. know, but yeah. yeah, that was a big influence, man. But uh, just a lot of failures with the whole going to fit him and stuff. But when, uh, when you when you like got that, um, you know, best in show, yeah, man, right, hyped, hype. <laughs> w- w- did you feel like your ego was on hype too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And going through all of these failures, like, what did that do to your ego? And how how'd that kind of help, I guess, shape it in one way or another? A lot, man. Because that's really humbling, no? If I didn't fail, I wouldn't probably be here right now. If I just kept winning, like, let's be real. Would I want to come and do a podcast and talk about this? I'd probably be chilling somewhere doing something dumb. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, I'm so happy for my failures, man, because if I didn't fail... I would not be where I am today, man. Like, people, like, that's cool, like, if you just keep winning, winning, winning. But if you've never had a downtime, maybe you might get that later on in life where it might not be so good. I've had crazy failures, man, um, up you to this day. You can't really know what a win is unless you know what a loss is. Sure. Exactly, you man. What I'm saying? Yeah, sure. and I've took some major losses, dude. You know, not even with fashion, just in life. You know, like, a major loss is, like, me trying to be who I am, right? Yeah. There's, you, there's arguments you have with your families, with your brothers, right? No matter how much money I get, I can't get that time back where I was mad at my mom, where I was mad at my dad, where I was mad at my brother. Mm. I can't get those times back. You mm. know what? I think about those times. Yeah. where I was like wanting to be who I am so bad and my parents were like didn't really understand yeah. and they were trying to help me but I thought they were against me mm-hmm. so even if I become a multi-millionaire tomorrow I'm not going to get those times back I'm not going to think about the money that I have but I'm going to think about those times yeah you feel me so but like, at the same time I feel like those times make you appreciate yeah. the time you have now oh yeah totally you know what I'm saying yeah, it's like 100%. it's one of those things like I went through that with my mom yeah like for the longest yeah she's like do you not understand your worth you know what i'm saying like you got a mm-hmm. scholarship to usc for academics you're over here doing music making no money for five six years right like what the fuck is going on yeah you know and it's also one of those things of it's like they weren't like providing for me right you know what i'm saying so i was just like you know what like look like 
I love that y'all aren't, but let me do my thing. Yeah. It'd be a different story if it was like, we're giving you an, allow- an allowance. And to be honest, like, I don't think I would have turned out the way I did yeah. had they done that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Man. And and like, it's crazy because like, even going through that shit, like, you know, you're lying to yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so wild. Like, you're you like know. fighting for this dream. Like, when it when it comes at you, you're like, nah, I know what I'm doing and all yeah. that. Like, you go home, you're like, that's. Oh, yeah. I used to fuck. get in these that's spats. That's so real. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I used that's to get so in these spats real. and stuff and, like, go to Bass and Robbins the next day, like, he did. <laughs> but, like, I was still open that store, you know, but knowing, like, man, I don't want to open the store because I want to make it and show my mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, I knew I was going to have to go tomorrow open the store. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what real. I mean? Yeah. And what kept you in fashion? Uh, like, through the failures? Because uh, when you, when dude, you do that, I, did you have anything, like, on the side to help you stay afloat I, yeah, through the fl- failures? Uh, yeah, just working uh, through my at my parents' businesses okay. and stuff. And, dude, I've made, like, over the years, like, ask Peter Benedicto, man. I know you know him. Like, I'm yeah. the sample king. Like, I've made, like, a 100 brands and showed Peter that I've never even brought out because wow. I was like, this is it. And then, nah, this is not it. This is it. Nah, it's not it. Wow. <laughs> ask Peter, For man. Real? Watch. Yeah. And, uh, but he's I would, an amazing motherfucker. Oh, he's the Peter, best, Peter man. is literally one of the most genuine, yeah. like, knowledgeable and caring dudes. On, he's, like, yeah. really uncle to, to he is, the culture. He is, man. Yeah, he's an OG. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very lucky to have, like, Peter and Sneaker Steve and Javier, even you, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, I've never met D and stuff. I've had a, oh, I've met him a few times, but like uh, he, I, you know, from what I hear, he's a really cool dude to like is, have yeah. a conversation Absolutely. with as well. Like, he, he's a thug, bro. Like it's yeah. it's crazy because like even with the cats from Five Four, is they've won and lost so many fucking yeah. times. Yeah, like they know that like one thing could have gone different and it could have been over. Yeah, but yeah. But like when you're in the game 15 plus years and yeah. you're, you're like still thugging yeah. and you make the switch, like it does something to your character, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, they took all my money at Macy's. I used to buy them trash bag jackets. <laughs> them jackets that weren't leather, that yeah. weren't windbreaker. I don't know yeah. what the fuck they were. Had they me were looking, God knows what at that time. Had me looking like Missy Elliott. I can't, <laughs> I can't stand the rain, but I had all them shits, man. <laughs> For real, yeah, I used to love five four man, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like going through that because the the glamour of it when you realize you want to make dope fashion, mm-hmm. but then you have to work hard, yeah, and you have to learn, you have to do things correct, yeah, kind of all the the glamour side of it goes away, the the fanciness, the yeah, the fantasy of it, yeah. So and now you're failing at it. Mm-hmm. What kind of keeps you going though, like hope. Not, uh, yeah. super driven, uh, knowing that eventually I'm going to get there and, uh, I can't fail because I'm like tormented to create, man. I'm tormented by it. Like I have to create, I'm a very creative person. Like, um, like I've said, I've had a lot of failures, but like, even if I'm really low, man, like I keep a winner's mentality, like inside mm. I'm a winner, man. Like even when I take the trash out, like trash days, like Monday, right. Take the trash out on Sunday. Like, no, I take it out on Saturday. If somebody else on the block took it out before me, I'm heated. <laughs> I feel you. But that's just me. You know what I yeah. mean? So just hope of I have to do this because I want to do this. And um How do you balance that and 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 you know, it's 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 one of those things where like, yes, that winner's mentality, like mm-hmm. focus on that, but also that can 
really break somebody's psyche. Yeah. Because if you're focusing on a winner's mentality and knowing that you're not winning. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things to believe it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And achieve it. Yeah. But then there's also one of those things where people are telling themselves they have it. Yeah. And it's like, you you, you honestly have to tell yourself you have it so long yeah. until you finally do. Yeah. You know what's weird, man? Like, I get down a lot. You know what I mean? We all do. You Absolutely. Know, some people are vocal humans, about it. Bro. Some people are not. You know what I mean? I'm pretty vocal about it. You can ask some of these guys here. I, I'm very vocal about my situation from day one, man. If I'm playing basketball, if I'm skateboarding, if I'm trying to play the guitar, I'm very open to telling people what I need help with, mm. what my issues are. Because if I don't, I can never get help. That's, an, incred that's an incredible strength to have. Yeah, Huge. because if like, I don't, then how am I ever going to get help? If I'm just like, it's good, everything is good, but I know inside I'm not. So like with you, I reached out to you. I want to do this podcast. You were like, okay, cool, man, we'll do it. Yo, I want to do this podcast. Yeah. Man. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I get down a lot, but you know what's weird, man? God is a, God is crazy because I'll get really down and I'll get a message from somebody and that message lifts me up. Mm. I'll be really down and something from my brand would just blow up. Like, it's really weird, man. But yeah. like, God is really there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like in the most randomest times, he'll pop up to be like, yo, don't give up. I have a lot of those weird little moments. Dude. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's it's God. It's a lot of hope. Mm -hmm. And uh, just like not Faith, giving bro. up. I've come. Yeah, I've, I've came this far. You know what I mean? So, and then I look at everybody else, you know what I mean? Like, yo, they're doing it. Why can't I do it? I mean, I Absolutely. am doing it, but yeah. it's taking me a little bit longer, but that's my path. Especially sure. in this day and age where you have, you know, and I've been talking about this a lot. It's like everybody's out there. We're in an age where everybody's out here showing their best life. Yeah. Right. Where, wherever they are. In well, yeah, because we don't check in when we go to Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> we all go. Yeah. You feel me? But we only check in at Boa Steakhouse. It, it, it's like nobody's literally sitting there in front of like God knows what car and taking a snap and being yeah. like, yeah, bro, like thought about and in my life yesterday. Yeah. Or like sitting there on a PJ being like, yeah, I'm on this, but like I don't know how I'm going to pay that tomorrow. Yep. Like you may be on, on the PJ like drinking bubbly with your boy and you're getting evicted the next yeah. day. Yeah. Nobody talking about that. Yeah. Like there's, there's a level of like vulnerability that's like shielded in this world of like instant gratification and let's just if we're, like it's crazy how these platforms allow people to mask yeah their inner being yeah but then it really becomes like who the fuck are we doing it for yeah no yeah exactly we're doing it for everybody else and once you realize these people don't even care about you man <laughs> you're like trying to stunt on some people that you're probably never even gonna you're stunting cool on with. ghosts on ghosts yeah yeah you're literally stunting on ghosts. Yeah. Like when you're 50 fucking five years old and you look back at your life, whether you can look back and smile or you look back and just start being like, God damn, what yeah. the fuck did I do? It's only you. Yeah. Nobody that you were thinking of is literally sitting there being like, hey, bro, like it's yeah. okay. Or yo, man, like what'd you do? Yeah. Some All those people that you thought of. Yeah. If they're really thinking about you, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. No, exactly. You know, man, something <laughs> something really changed my life. When Jay-Z said, I'm a pimp by blood, not relation. <laughs> when I heard that, that shit really changed my life. Because how many people can really say that today? Yeah. They're relations. I'm on because of this dude. Ever since I heard that, man, that thing is in my head. I think about that every day. Mm -hmm. Every day. I don't want to be on because I know so-and-so. I want to be on because of me. 
And that's why it's taking me longer to make it. But I'm really set on doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Let's let's take it through that path of like the, the journey to making it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, because everybody, even like artists, bro, like we all, so many people want to be artists and kind of like, you know, we had this discussion with David Dan a while back of like, he's like, bro, like fuck the broke artist mentality. Yeah. He's like the struggling artist. So what? Like yeah. motherfuckers got to live. Yeah. Like if you're going to be an artist, work as hard as you can on your art. But sometimes yeah. motherfuckers need jobs too. Of yeah. course. It's not yeah. going to fucking, uh, it's not going to like make it any different. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like on this come up, like failing and, and uh-huh. having these spouts and all that, like yeah. what were some of the things that you were doing? along the way to really supplement you know your dream yeah while also working because yeah. you don't seem like the type that's just like nah man i'm just gonna focus on design like it's gonna work yeah no nah, i'm i'm very uh practical and i i gotta know like you know i got bills i got stuff i got things to do <laughs> for sure. so yeah like towards high school like we made some money i mean i'm sorry college like we made money during the good year and then doing designs for a lot of other people and stuff like that companies or whatnot and then also you know was like doing the whole baskin robbins thing and uh that was honestly like the coolest period of my life man <laughs> like really? being the ice cream man like up to this day so, like we do a lot of cool things right like we work with these artists we do this we get into these shows whatever but yo being the ice cream man was the coolest period of my life tell us about that i got the most girls in my life (laughs) being the ice cream man it was, yo, with your 31 flavors yo, of just like what it do so with it. You would, I would be. <laughs> you want, just dishing out free samples. Hey, can we, so triple scoop God yeah, over can here we just, get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we get that Craig David song on? What's your flavor? Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Craig David, man. Damn, but uh, no, nah, I would just, I would know as soon as a girl walks in, what happened to her. She got fired from her job. Her boyfriend broke up with her. Oh, wow. She was wearing all black. Like, what's up? I could just tell. She would come in. Can I get a single scoop upgrader to a hot fudge sundae? Oh, Two upgrade. scoop sundae. That's, that's the move. How, how, she's looking like, how can you do that? You just work here. Then I hit them with the, well, my mom owns the place. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> then, right? Woo. On top of that, then it's like, and you can have this for free. That's when you get the number. Yeah. It's it's over. Yeah. So, man, I was telling you earlier, I was friends with like somebody that, you know, used to tell me it's lonely at the top, whatever. So in Diamond Bar, B2K moved in. Remember B2K, Marion, Marcus Houston? Of course. For some odd reason, they moved to Diamond Bar. Wow. They came to my Bastin Robbins. You know, we all became tight. Uh, There was a club in Diamond Bar called Scribbles. The weirdest club ever, but there was a club there. So we used to go to this club and stuff. And then... uh, we started like, we can't take these girls anywhere after. Like, I don't know. We just had no, I still live with my parents, right? Whatever. We would drive around the parking lot, ask these girls like, yo, you guys want ice cream? They'd be like, shut up, perverts. (laughs) They'd be like, what are you guys talking about? (laughs) It sounds super shady, right? So, so now that I look at it, I'm like, yo, you're a creep, bro. Hey, hey, girl, you want some ice cream? Yeah. So it took a while to get girls like, okay, cool. We started getting girls to the Baskin Robbins. This is like 2.30 in the morning, 3 in the morning. Open that store up. Have music blasting. Wow. Check this out. We had this all planned. Around 3, 3.30, B2K walks in. Marcus Houston walks in. Amarion walks in. They lose their shit. Because these guys were huge at that time. Yeah. Yo, this thing turned into Club 31. Wow. <laughs> to the point... 
Flavor. Club 31. To, to Club 31. <laughs> to the point we were getting hit up. Yo, it's Club 31. And you know what's crazy? Wow. My closest friends in Diamond Bar didn't know about this because I kept it from them because... <laughs> Because I was just on my, like, this is about me and B2K. <laughs> my bad Club friends in Diamond Bar. But <laughs> Club 31 but is popping. Club Yo. 31 was popping. Pick a flavor, B. Until my mom started catching wind of it. And she started asking me little questions. I was like, nah, mom, I don't know what you're talking about. People started diming us out. That there was like a after hour spot going on here, and it was the dopest spot to get. Did you guys ever bar. have run into like the cops in that ne- area? Well, yeah. Sometimes the cops would come. I'd be like, "Yo, I own the place. This is the keys. These are just my friends. They were pretty cool. You want some ice cream? Cops were cool, you right. know." Yeah. And They're we like, had, "Well, as a matter of fact, I've yeah. been dying for this bubblegum place." Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They would just be like, "Yeah, yo, we it's want- definitely the bubblegum." You know that Jamoka almond fudge. Jamocha my wife, almond fudge. my wife loves that. Yeah. Here's a pint. Take it, dude. You want a cake? Take it whatever and uh yeah club 31 was popping till my mom <laughs> finally man my mom uh she hit out of course she did and that's uh, that brown mother though where did she hide out she hit she out was across like to the catch st- a predator she, on a yeah it was she, like dateline she head out across the street at cvs and caught us man oh, wow. <laughs> she, was, she was running surveillance <laughs> yeah and uh club 31 got shut and uh that's they did so my mom sold the store. She was heated. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like for you? Uh, it was pretty uh, scary because uh, for a while, I was kind of like, this was my future, just like running these businesses. Yeah. And I was cool with that. And now that I think about it, man, I'm so happy that it happened because like I could, I would hate going to like these businesses every day. Like right now, you know, I work for MTV and I do this line. Like my office is different every day. I get to see different things. I'm here this day. I'm here that day. Like if I still had these businesses, I'd be going to the same thing every day. Yeah. So I was happy that that happened so when that happened i really kicked into gear obviously just worked at mtv because that's a cool job you yeah. know what i mean did you have that in the pipe like was that already like happening or was it nah. one of those like holy fuck like was your mom like you done with this like fuck all that yeah my mom was like go to dental school like she was oh, like, she was oh. like hey, remember because the fashion wasn't really popping off like how you, old were you at that time uh probably like my like uh 23 or something 22 or something yeah and this was uh even that you had like these little successes that were actually big you were you made money you were working with bigger people yeah you were taking pretty big strides in fashion but it wasn't really like it wasn't yeah it was like cheap thrills right Mm. it was just like what do you say like uh, it's it stopped the bleeding Mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's yeah. kind of what it was doing. It was Got just it. like stopping the bleeding. There was nothing where it was like, this is really good. Like a real legit like a, advancement. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Nothing, you know, little little stuff, whatever. So then we just, um, my brother kind of started getting a production. I just took that serious and ran with that. And that's a really cool field as well. And then it kind of just came hand in hand. Mm. Still doing design, doing all these things. And uh, just waiting for the right time. And then like as of late, you know, I launched a new brand. And uh, it's been about like I think like five months or something, and uh, it was just the right time for finally for me to do this, get my mind right. So when when that that when Club Thirty One shut down, yeah, though, like <laughs> I was devastated. Yeah, I want to kind of go into like your emotion of it and, uh-huh. and just your psyche of it because you, I feel we build like our futures in our mind when we get yeah. comfortable with something, right? Especially yeah. if like things are popping, yeah, it gets very comfortable and. Like I could be doing this, mm-hmm. but that thing that you that you the picture you build in your mind isn't really like how the future would come out. Yeah. So when that shut down, 
did you have like a, a talk with yourself of like, damn, what am I really doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like embarrassed as well, too. Like, really? Yeah, because like, you know, with, your, with your, your parents. Mom or? Yeah, like your yeah. parents basically bought you a franchise. Damn. Right. Basically, yeah. they were like, this is we had other stores. They're like, this is your store. Mm. You had an option to build it to the top and buy multiples and set yourself up, yeah. which they were thought I would do. Or you take it as a joke and turn it into a party house, which I did, you know. Mm. So it's a little bit of re- like obviously regret uh, failure. I did fail. You know what I mean? For sure. Uh, yeah. My dad's pretty strong personality guy, you know, like up to this day, like I'm 30, whatever. Like when he gives me that look, I'm like scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, a lot of weird emotions. Like I fucked up, mm. you know what I mean? Big time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm already like in my mid twenties. So like I shouldn't be messing up like this. Sure. You know what I mean? So yeah, kind of like, Oh, well I got to start over again, yeah. but it's like, they gave me such a good position. Why did I do that? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> and where was fashion at at this point? Fashion was just designing for little, like p- random people here and there, uh, doing some stuff for like little Wayne, little projects, this and that. But that was more like, oh, meet me here. You can get a picture. Like it wasn't like money. Why don't, why don't you think it was popping off more? I like, just looking back on it. Because I, I knew it was, even at that age, I knew this wasn't real. Like I'm not going to work with little Wayne forever. Like he just wants these little things for free. Mm. You know what I mean? It wasn't like an actual thing. Like, going to little wayne nine to five like i'm going to this job every day um you know like i could have like we could use five four for an example like maybe i could have i'm a good designer right like i could have got a job at five four i could have did something but honestly man i'm such a creative dude Mm. where i can't box myself into design Mm -hmm. the way other people want me to design and i mean yeah isn't that a little bit of a setback it is it really is but it's just like i'm so like being stubborn is like fucked me up a lot. You know Can what you I mean. Find that though, like what you feel like other people wanted, like the way other people wanted to design. Excuse me, and your process. Yeah, like meaning just like if I'm working for five four and they wanted me to like do these jackets and put the logo this way, like I'm just gonna be like, nah, man, the logo has to go this way. It can't be like that. But the thing is, they're five four. They're a multi million dollar company. They know what they're doing. Yeah. I'm the designer. This is you're a cop. I'm the designer. Like you you tell me what to do but i can't do that because i'm so creative where i'm just like it has to be my way otherwise i can't do this like i I can't have a job as a designer for another company i can't that's interesting no matter how much they pay me i can't do it it just goes against me from my creative standpoint Mm -hmm. because i've you know what dude like money doesn't really mean shit to me like all of us in this room right now man we're gonna get a lot of money we're gonna lose it we're going to get money again. We're going to lose it. Like, it's just life. Mm. Like you just like have to get past that and you got to be like happy about what you're doing. So like me going to like a working for Gucci or something every day, whatever, like we'd be making money. It would look cool, but I probably wouldn't be happy. Mm. And like, that's important to me. You know, when was I mean? it that you started really focusing on like your happiness? Because uh, like, it's a real big balance between like that happy and also being able to live a certain lifestyle yeah. that, that kind of, uh, you know, allows you to mm-hmm. evolve in your happy. Yeah. Right? I don't know, man. I really don't know. I don't really spend too much time, like, thinking about just my personal happiness, which is kind of weird. I think it's just, like, this... Especially fast- for somebody that, like, owns it like yeah, that. Yeah, I would yeah. think the opposite. I would actually would think yeah. would think Well, I mean, we're all, like, kind of, like, you know, like depressed in our own little ways we have our own little battles and stuff like that and um 
like you could ask this guy like i'm always calling him being like yo i'm down right now about this stuff but i'm vocal about being down like that's when incredible I'm, though when to i'm be able happy to do that oh yeah i do these dudes i call them all the time and like yeah. things are going good but i'm just like well this is what's going bad yeah but if i don't tell you what's going bad how are we gonna fix it yeah you know what i mean so like i don't know i think i put that's a lot strength though bro yeah no like, yeah dude like even even when we think about it like that just that concept like one of the th- the, the essence of this podcast like that vulnerability to set you free it's crazy because with me even when you met me like uh-huh. all that time like everybody saw me as like noosh the music cat like you're mm-hmm. done and I'm sure you heard it from Samir, like, oh, yeah, you know. Him. Yeah. But, like, I was so scared. Like, it got to a point where I just wanted to dip out out of all of that. But I was yeah. so scared. And I was also so loyal that I was like, what if I'm not as good as everybody thinks I am? Mm-hmm. What, what, what would I do? Yeah. Like, I was just attaching that identity and, like, I had nobody to speak to about it. Yeah. Like, it's a trip when you think about everybody was coming to me with that talk yeah and i just talked to them like whether like to myself through them yeah and they'd be like yo bro that talk we had six months ago be like right changed my life and i'm over yeah. here like crying inside isn't that Ugh. weird how we have the answers and we help a lot of other people but we can't help ourselves yeah, like it's a common thing the, with it's weird moment, right the moment weird, that, very weird yeah but that has to do with the fact that i was literally basing my self-worth on how I felt right. other people perceived me. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't me trying to create a character. Well yeah. said. But it was me validating my being based on like, oh, word, like you yeah. see it that way, like for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. And the moment that it changed, and for me it changed later. Yeah. Like for me it changed like 27. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I was always the kid that it was like, don't worry about new, she gonna be good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like the moment that my self-worth literally was validated based off my reflection in the mirror. Mm. That's when it switched up. Right. 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 But that, but that, that is like, you have that freedom within yourself to be able to call your boys that you're close with and be like, look, bro, like I'm not, I'm not feeling like this right now. Like, yeah. I'm feeling down right now. Yeah. Yeah. That, I'm always like, like that. Like, but that's a freedom. Yeah. That's an ability to be able to really like open yourself up and know that you're not going to be judged. Yeah. When yeah. in essence, you're really not because so many of us are going through that in our yeah. own worlds and they're just like, like the moment I started doing that, bro, is the moment where everybody around me felt comfortable, comfortable being like, bro, me too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Shit, what? Yeah. I know. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. oh, shit. Like, I thought this about this person and you're going to tell me that? Yeah. Well, bro, let me tell you about what I went through. Right. And it's a liberating feeling. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it really is, man. 100% about that. For real, for real. Yeah. I think it's just a lot of like waves, a lot of ups and downs that we go through. And I don't know, man. I don't really know what happiness is. Like, you know, like it's it's different for everyone. You know what I mean? Like you have a lot of like, uh, like Kobe Bryant or something, right? Like sometimes like they have all the money in the world, but they can't win a chip. You know what I mean? So like. Sometimes you have a lot of money, but then you have other problems. You have other problems. You don't have a lot of money. Like, it's always something. So, like, yeah. what is, I think happiness is just every day. Like, maybe happiness is going through every type of emotion in a day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you feel everything, then maybe that's good. And, uh, you know, like my dad says, like, any day where you're not six feet in the ground, I guess it's a good day. 
Yeah, I think a lot of it comes with just trying to accept things. Like yeah. being at one with the shit. Yeah, I found a lot of the more I can accept things about myself and just life yeah. is instantly like I feel just more relieved about things. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad. Look, people that chase happiness, I think often think that they don't that means not to have any problems. Right. But you, you, you that you, then you just like set yourself up for failure over and over again, right? Right, and you just feel like you're depressed because yeah. you're not always happy, always on. But yeah. if I met someone that was always happy every second of the day, I'd be like, "Yeah, you're very weird." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but, are you human? Yeah, but that's how it is, you know. Like we have these people like that are like so positive, and I get it; it's good to be positive for sure. But like some people are like so positive, it's fake. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that kind of throws me off. Like, you'll what? randomly see, like, somebody post on Facebook, like, oh, my God, I got, like, a $550 ticket today, but I'm so blessed for this ticket because if I didn't have this ticket, then I wouldn't. You know what I mean? You're like, shut the fuck yeah. up, And it's just bro. like. Just, just, just be angry just, because it, it's yeah, okay. Bro, it's we good. know you weren't, like, yeah. thanking God for it's this okay. ticket. It's like, okay. You know? I think the more it's, you. Yeah. yeah it's the, like. You're, it's okay to be angry, you know, and totally. it's also like for me, like my biggest thing, like a a good deed, uh, like a good deed dies when spoken of. Mm. So, like you do stuff for homeless people, keep it to yourself. Yeah, you do stuff for, you know, you give somebody something, keep it to yourself. Mm. Don't do it to blast it on Facebook and be like, I did this for somebody. Yeah, sure, it's dead. For you sure. know what I mean? And I feel like there's a divide with that, right? Yeah, like because if that's done for self validation, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Right. But if that's done just to show others that you can do it too, yeah. and it just sounds different. Yeah. Of course. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Different message. But yeah. like, if you could, if you do that just to show others, like, bro, look, like, we can all give. Yeah. That's one of those things where it just becomes different. And I feel like there's an authenticity to everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, so many people try to, uh, you know, I guess make up for voids in their lives mm-hmm. by expressing all of this shit. Right. You know, and then others are change agents where the, like I I think of like AJ Rolland, for example, with mm-hmm. hashtag lunchback. Right, right, right. <laughs> and it's he owns like, the parlor, right? Eight, yeah. Eight, yeah. 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 Great dude, and man. like that's big bro yeah. to me. And it's crazy because him and J Dub were two of the only people like that I was really able to just be like, bro, I'm so fucking lost. Mm. And it was wild for me because during that time also, I was looking at AJ Rolan like, motherfucker has the keys to the city. Yeah. Right? Like, AJ is one of those people that knows everybody. Yeah, first time I met him, he was making like holograms or something. Yeah, bro, like such an enigmatic figure. (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time, he was so open with me about... Mm -hmm. His struggles with his being. Yeah. Right? His struggles with finding his own. Yeah. And that allowed me to open up to him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I remember like us having these talks and just all these things. And it's like, hashtag lunchbag just came out of one of those moments where it was like, bro, like, I want to give back. Mm-hmm. And it started. And then it was like, yo, let's change the perception of giving. Right. Right. And it's like, that's one of those things where it's like, they started a movement where now like hundreds yes. of fucking cities and countries are yeah. doing this hashtag lunchback yeah, shit. Yeah, super dope to see. 
know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not like, yeah, you know, today I gave yeah, my lunch yeah, to yeah. a homeless dude. Right. It's not bra- what you do. Yeah, you're not bragging. No. Exactly. It's, it's just, yeah, yeah the, the exactly. purpose behind it and is much not, different. You, like, I think the more important point is you're not using it to try and define who you are. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. You're using it to show that, look, we all are vessels. Yeah, yeah. He brings a lot of people together. It's to, awesome. Like, touch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I really want to kind of dive into your balance between, like, this production world yeah. and and also your pursuits at the same time. Yeah. Because I feel like it's one of those things where it's like this world that you're in, you're starting to see these things. Yeah. You're starting to really dabble into how these things play out, you know, the intricacies that are back ends. And yeah. it's like one of those things where it allows you to really see how all these things come into play and it's really building on your own momentum. Yeah. I basically treat that like Kanye getting signed to The Rock. Like, he will go early and leave later. As soon as Jay and them left, he would work on his own beats, right? So, like, that's kind of what I do. It. I go to MTV. I do my job, whatever. But I always stay later and work on, like, my clothing stuff. When did you, you get in? To MTV? Uh, like, like, 10 years ago now, man. Right. Yeah, and I've had this weird little thing where I'm always working with MTV stuff. A lot of people don't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I treat it. I balance. And it kind of goes hand in hand. You'll always meet some, some, sh- like you're on a show and some guy in there like does clothing or wants to do clothing or so there's an art, you're art working with the artist. Well, like, well, I do clothing too. You want to wear my stuff, whatever. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Mm. Um, it's, uh, it's a fun world to be in and yeah. it's kind of cool to like some days, like I'm down about clothing. It's cool to get away and do like some TV stuff. Yeah. Some days I'm down about TV. It's cool to get away and do some clothing stuff. Yeah. You know, and with working in TV, you kind of like figure out, how things really work. Mm. Um, maybe you want to like make your own production company one day. You figure everything out. It's a really cool learning process of mm-hmm. like how a different world works, you know, and you have like an inside track on it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's really, uh, TV is really cool. There's like some weird moments in it. You know what I mean? Like what we were talking about earlier. But uh, it's also just like a fun job to have, you know? What yeah. were some of the earlier projects that you were working on? Uh, man, one of the first things I did was like uh, like parental control and like Next. Remember that? Wow. Of course. Yeah, Next. Uh, did some episodes of Date My Mom. I uh, did some stuff for The Hills. Uh, a lot of VMAs, some VMAs awesome. and stuff. And then uh, I was a PA on Robin Big once. <laughs> And then, yeah, when that whole thing started, you know, it's funny too. I met uh, one Rob and Big were outside of MTV one day, and I uh, noticed them, and I, they just looked like characters. I didn't even know who Rob Yerdeck was, and I was—I wow. grew up skating too, but like, I don't know why I didn't know who he was. And I was like, "Yo, man, are you trying to get a TV show?" And he's like, "I don't know, man. Let's see what happens." And here we are, like 15 wow. years later. Wow. He's like Mr. MTV. Wow. Yeah, Rob doesn't really know it, but I've had some weird interactions with him, and he has no idea it's me because I met him like later down in the years where I had like a beard, and he just doesn't really know who I am. <laughs> and he calls me what? Can what does he call me? Sheep surgeon or something? I don't. Remember he was calling me that for a while or something? <laughs> yeah. You remember that? Oh yeah. But um, so uh. Uh yeah, just uh some episodes Robin Big, then the Fantasy Factory. I did Life for Ryan and then uh Kinging with Tiger as well. Word. Yeah, yeah. How were those experiences for you and like what was that balance that you kept with, you know, your your clothing aspirations? Like just hand in hand, did the production stuff, whatever, but made sure the clothing stuff was done as well. Finish all the stuff that was required from TV, stay later and do the clothing stuff. Wake up earlier, go to sleep later. Mm. Just that was the only way to do it. And what was the progress in, in your like brand work and just fashion work during those times? No progress because I was like making making samples, being like, this is it. And then 
deading, it's not going to work. Just mm-hmm. making more samples. I've literally been making samples like for the last five years. I own so many fucking domain names. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do they end so quickly? I, I just see that it's not going to work. Like you just I, see it out the I have a vision, man. Like mm-hmm. I have a vision of like what people are going to start wearing, what they're doing, how it's, you know what I mean? And uh, I can just be like, you know what? This is probably just going to make some quick money, but it's not going to last. So mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Cause I'm making money. I'm working for MCV. It's mm-hmm. all good. I don't want to just make a brand and then have it go away. You know what I mean? I don't want to just make a big box brand like that. You know what I mean? Sure. And then also I think I just like to create, you know what I mean? So it's fun creating all these like little brands, but yeah. then they don't work out, but they just keep going. But all those little things help me get to, you know, my brand right now, Norwood. So um, it, it's been a good transition, you know? Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's like when you write songs, if you talk to artists or, mm-hmm. or songwriters, have thousands of songs that you'll never hear and never get released. Yeah. It's crazy. And full songs, fully produced, yeah. like tracked vocals, layers, mm-hmm. everything. And they're like, all right, no. Yeah. Ever. And, yeah. and then the album comes out and it's like right. legendary. Or, but it's, it's such, a, um, such a huge part of the creative process is, is going through that. Yeah. But also, I think balancing of do I just put content out yeah. because the quality of it is kind of subjective anyway. Yeah. Like I really don't know what people are going to like flip yeah. on. I don't know what people are going to like, even though I may not think it's great. Maybe the world does. Yeah. Or is it just fear that holds back? Yeah. You kind of go through those things. I yeah. imagine the same kind of Yeah, it's a little bit of with, all with those fashion. things. Like since you're a music guy, you know what it is? It's like I'll be designing something and it looks good. And then the last piece would be like a bridge to a song. Mm. But the bridge sounds totally different, but it sounds really good. Yeah. So I'm like, this bridge could be a whole new brand. Oh, yeah. So let's forget yeah. about this. Let's I'm just, just going to arrange it all. I'm just going to go with this bridge. Yeah. I'm going to turn this bridge into a whole song. Yeah. And then it's a new bridge. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. That's kind of like how it is with that. I see. Yeah. But, um, you know, I don't like sit there and be like ah oh, this brand could have been big or not big whatever it's just like you just create man just going through you the just process. keep going through the motions going yeah. through the stuff and also learning all these samples and stuff i was making i was like learning stuff failing at stuff learning yeah. how to do this dye process wash process mm-hmm. how do these things work and it takes like, a long time to it learn takes a long stuff. time dude and like you know for a while like i probably couldn't be like yeah i could do that but now i'm like really confident as a designer like yeah i can do this i know how to make this i know how to get that dye done i know where the wash house is i know this process Process. like i'm very confident right now how much of a of a factor is confidence dude a lot because nowadays you gotta like be this guy right because you know like when i was coming with coming up with clothing like besides jonas or something like uh to be the face of a brand was tough. Mm-hmm. Like not everybody could do that, but now it's a big part of it. You know, like look at Jerry, right? From fear of God. Like yeah. he, he runs his brand. He owns his brand. Like he's very good at being the front man. Absolutely. I think, and you know, I think he enjoys that me, you know, I feel like I really wouldn't want to be like that. Like mm-hmm. I want my clothing to be, uh, to speak for itself. I want to be like kind of behind the scenes now mm-hmm. because it's more about the clothing. It's not about me. You know what I mean? But you got to be confident for sure because you got to like, Kids want to see somebody that's, you know, comfortable and being them or whatnot. You know what and I mean? nobody's so, going to believe you more than you do. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's yeah. just a fact. It's like yeah. being like the lead singer. But I, I keep throwing the music in. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to connect those you. dots, yeah. though. You yeah, know? it's that's like the, being... That's, that's the vulnerability to that creative process, right? Yeah. It's because even in music and mm-hmm. fashion, you're not on until you're on. Yeah. Right? Like, you look at an artist like a Russ. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. 
And that motherfucker like has been doing his shit, putting music out for fucking years on yeah. years on years. You have like, and he speaks about this. It's like you have to believe you're the yeah. best. Yeah. Because what the fuck else are you doing yeah. it for? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. If you, like, people look at it as cocky, but, like, you have to it's have It's the that, difference, man. You have to have that level of yeah. confidence. Yeah. Because if you don't believe it, who is? No, yeah, exactly. And the moment that you're on, it's yeah. like, it's literally the momentum yeah. of every single move yeah. you made yeah. along the way. Yeah. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm very confident, but, like, I don't want to be the lead singer of the band. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, that's just how it is right now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's totally different. Being cocky and being confident is two different things. Like, yeah. I'm a very confident person, man. Like, all these guys that are big in fashion right now, I respect them because they're doing what I want to do. Yeah. But the respect stops there. Like, I don't want to be cool with them. I don't feel like I have to be cool with all these guys in order to make it. Yeah. Where a lot of kids think that we have to be cool with Jerry from Fear of God to make a brand. Like, I have to be accepted by him. I have to follow him. Yo, on my Instagram, I don't follow anybody I don't know. Yeah. There's no fucking blue check marks on people I follow. The only famous people I follow is I really know them. Yeah. That's just how I am. I'm not going to, like, follow people and do all this stuff to try to make it yeah i'm a very confident person like i'm not intimidated by nobody Mm. at all my mentality is conor mcgregor it took him a while to get into ufc but when he did he cleaned that division up Mm -hmm. and that's my mentality i'm not intimidated by nobody i'm not scared of nobody when i do go into a room and a lot of these people are there i let them know that i'm there was there a, was there a switch for you that like that or is that was that how your mentality kind of has always yeah, been Yeah, I yeah, there was a switch. I always kind of like I'm a super nice dude whatever, but I always played this like super super nice guy like always like thank you so much. Like I'm so happy to be here to the point like I deserve to be here. I put in work. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? And that was like the switch for me where I feel like I should be here now. Mm. I'm not here because I know so and so. I'm here because I should be. Yeah. Mm. And I put the fucking work in. And I put the work in. And I'm confident in my work now. I'm confident in my abilities. So I could like, you know, walk the walk now. Before I was just talking, but I could walk the walk now. And that's only because a lot of the shit I failed at. You know what I mean? Did you have mentors along the way? Uh, Yeah, man. I think just like my mom and dad just, just, I mean, dude, they came to America with nothing and two kids. They couldn't speak English. Like we lived in somebody's basement. Like they're like the greatest like mentors ever, you know? And then, you know, like people like, uh, like Jonas and I mean, I don't know Puff Daddy, I don't know Mace, but they were like some mentors too. Like, you know, I woke up one morning and saw Mo Money More Problems. That video changed my life. I was like, what are these red suits, a (laughs) red and white hat? I want to be that. You know what I mean? A lot of just mentors in that sort of sense, you know, that give you a little bit of confidence. And then even people just like, you know, like Sneaker Steve or like Samir and all these little people like um, that, you know, in your life that are doing what you want to do. And it's cool that you can reach out to them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And they'll give you little tips. Like Steve talks to me all the time about certain things. So does Samir. Yeah. You know, and Steve's been through it all. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Steve's had it, lost it, had it, yeah. lost it, had Crazy. it. Yeah. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah, it's been, yeah, especially listening to the whole thing. It's been crazy, so. It's crazy, right? It's a real crazy story, man, so. Like, behind every smile, there's a story. Oh, yeah. Me? And it's like, yeah, you can look at somebody and, and you really understand, like, you don't know them until yeah. you do. But see, that's the cool thing about you guys giving people these platforms because in clothing, I feel like it's like a lot of the people that us, we do clothing or like music, we come from like pretty crazy backgrounds. Not so fortunate, right? 
and we struggle. But as soon as you make it, it's this mentality of like, oh, I've been eating steak and shrimp every day. Mm-hmm. You haven't been. But then you start putting putting that on. You know what I mean? So it's cool. We can come here and talk about our story of how it really is. Yeah. You know, like, for example, right now, this thing going on with my brand, like we created this whole Ikea thing. You know what I mean? And um, it's take, very. Take us, I want to take uh-huh. us through the, the original, like Norwood starting. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I really because I feel like. Your brand is also at a point where you're doing really cool shit. Yeah, right? yeah. I, w- I want to know the beginning of Norwood, right? Well, and like its development into the was yeah, IKEA, yeah. like the the IKEA no. the first. Nah, so okay. Well, okay, so Norwood is when I moved to West Covina. I grew up on Norwood Street. That's wow. Norwood. That's the name of the brand. So Lit. Norwood was that confusing street. What are you? You know what I mean? Are you a skater? You a baller? Mm. You a gangster? It was hard to be whatever you are. Norwood is basically no labels on life. It's a house party. Anybody's welcome. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not like you got to You can be, skate and listen to hip hop. You, you can play ball and listen to, to hip hop. You can do everything. It's, I'm not going to look down upon you because maybe you don't fit the description of my brand. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we all shop on Fairfax, right? We go into Stussy. Those people look, sometimes you go in these shops and they look at it like, what are you doing in here? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with working in there, but I'm, if I buy something, I'm paying yeah. to keep the lights on in yeah. here, right? But they give you these dirty looks like, yeah. why are you guys repping my stuff? You know what I mean? Mm. So, you know, and a lot of people fake these stories like, yo man, my brand is about unicorns that never had shoes <laughs> growing up. So, five bucks of every shirt goes to this one unicorn like these crazy like you feel me though like these crazy like <laughs> shout out to the unicorns, shout out to the unicorns. you get me though like yeah. this crazy fake story for real like let's concoct this yeah let's sit in. there and brainstorm but norwood is really what it was was the street that i grew up on it was hard to get accepted but wow. you only got accepted when you became yourself when you owned yourself that's mm. when people accepted you because it was respect. They wanted yeah. to respect you when you respected yourself. Uh-huh. They could, you don't got to lie to kick it. You know what I mean? And that's what Norwood is about. So we, I really just was stumbling about doing this stuff until I was like, yo, the brand is Norwood. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm going to run with. That's what my story is. That's what, where I grew up or yeah. whatever. And uh, yeah, we created it. And the whole thing with Norwood was like turning like objects into hoodies. So like we turned a moccasin shoe into a hoodie things like that because that's my creative process like i'm seeing this chair of yours right here and i'm just like yo that would be a dope jacket you know i'm seeing this like leather couch and i'm just like yo that would be a sick pair of shoes shout out to the pleather couch yes the shout Korean, out to the pleather <laughs> korean store back <laughs> you know what i'm saying that hurricane's just been yeah, sitting on for like hours on, yeah for yeah real, I got a great deal on all these you're you gonna have a, shout out to my korean you're gonna have a den on that couch you <laughs> But uh, that's my mindset of design. That's how I view things. So that's how that was a big part of Norwood, you know. But Norwood, you know, all of our fabrics are like imported from Japan. Everything is really made in downtown LA. It's not just said it is, and it's made in China. Yeah. Um. I my uncle owns a factory in Pakistan. He does stuff for Zara, H and M, a lot of stuff. I'll be real. I have no minimums. I can make ten or I can make ten thousand. I probably spent twenty grand more making everything in LA yeah. right here in downtown yeah. because I just wanted to be real and not lie. Why, why is that? Uh, you know, man, as of late, there's a thing where like if it's not made in America, it's not selling. Yeah. That's what it is right now. Everything wants to be made in L.A., made in America. Mm. And that's cool, too. Also, downtown, man, like in the last four years, they have so many more dope capabilities yeah, sure. that we didn't have a few years ago. And you can get everything made in L.A. now. Yeah, Man, trims, fabrics, 
buttons, whatever. You know what I mean? So um, I got with some really cool manufacturers. I, this little kid, Jesse, this little kid, Jesse, man, is this kid in downtown. He lives in El Monte. Really dope dude, man. And he does some of the dopest work. And I work with him and some other people. And you know what's crazy too, man? Some uh, I'm not going to say names and stuff, but uh, a lot of my designs, I started making stuff at this other place that's kind of bigger. And the dude making my stuff would be like, yo, this brand came in and they want to buy this design off of you. Big brands. Oh, wow. They want to buy this off of you. And I was like, nah. But it's funny because a lot of these brands are always looking at, you know, littler yeah. brands. So, And it's crazy in the fashion game because it's like so much of it is just like take and adjust. Yeah. Like, yeah. and, and you have such big brands with the capabilities to just infiltrate. And yeah. it's just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Let's just switch that up. Yeah. And they could just take the essence. Yeah. We're just we're just trying to do everything organically, man. Like a sense like you could say like the way it works right now is, man, you could say like it costs 20 grand to make your brand. Right. For example. Yeah. Cool. 20 grand. You're going to give 10 grand of that away to celebrities or these SoundCloud rappers or whatever. Yeah. And then you're going to pay 5,000 to get on Hypebeast. Then you're left with five grand. <laughs> what did you really do? Was there a point to do that? Yeah. No, right? But that's how kids are thinking. Mm -hmm. It's very expensive to make a brand. Mm -hmm. Yo, so I get a lot of messages on Instagram. Yo, man, you're whack. You made the IKEA stuff. Yo, your shit is whack. You're an IKEA designer. Okay. I made a lot of money off this. And you know what I made a lot of money off of? A 99 cent bag. <laughs> For real. <laughs> For real. Straight <sighs> up. Did you think of that? Exactly. So <laughs> these kids, you know, they spend so much money on trying to make brands. So like, if anything, they can learn from me and be like, yo, it might be something closer in your vision. Yeah. You know, you don't got to spend everything to make like these things that resemble some of the biggest brands yeah. out there or whatnot. You know what I mean? And even this whole Ikea thing, man, like we did this first, man. We did it before Blenciaga made that bag. We did it before Pleasures in Chinatown, but they're bigger brands. Yeah. So everybody's like, oh, you copied them, whatever. We didn't copy nobody. Yeah. If anything, they copied us. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we're not a big brand, so we don't get that thing. The recognition. But, yeah, yeah we don't get that recognition. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, we were kind of the ones that started that first, and it's Take been Take us fun. through that process. Like, when when did Norwood start? Norwood started, like, uh, probably about, like, six months ago. Wow. Yeah. So, it, was the idea early. brewing? Yeah, yeah, the idea was brewing for, for a while. Really, yeah. I just was taking the right steps, this and that, until finally, um, uh, you know, actually what happened was... Um, I had some people in it, uh, one of my homegirls and uh, some some other people, and they just kept lagging me, man. They just kept holding me back. Every time I'd be like, yo, let's go do this, they'd be like, nah, I can't do it today, this and that. Finally, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it myself. Mm. And then it just started kicking into gear, and I just started going heavy on it, like big time, like spending all day, all night working on this. Took a break from MTV. Oh, really? Yo, yeah, yeah. Totally took a break because I was so... Uh, so you really believed in this? Yeah, thing. yeah. I was really hyped like on what I'm trying to do right now. Wow. I just felt like the time was right. Okay. Uh, I felt like uh, all my loose screws were tightened. <laughs> Everything was like mentally I was in a good place. Yeah. You know, I was happy and stuff like that. So I just went full force on it. And then uh, it just started coming out really good. I started really focusing, started going back to like what I learned in school mm. and things like that. And um, it just started, everything started coming out really well. 
and um yeah we just uh all the samples all this yeah i, I wasn't really yeah i had some i had some problems but you know that's part of the process but yeah. everything started going out good and we we had this launch event um it was really nice and then yeah and then with the ikea stuff man um i was just chilling at the at the factory one day and i always have this blue bag with me because i would carry everything in it i was just sitting there and i was just like i'm gonna start cutting this bag up taking it apart I don't even know why. I was just so bored. <laughs> yeah. Started taking this bag apart and then like started messing with things, started putting the straps there. And then I told the, the main sewer, cause I'm gonna keep it real. I'm a designer, but I'm not the best sewer. I, I can do a little, yeah. but I'm not the best. Somebody does it for me, mm. you know? So, um, I was like, yo man, can you put this on this? Whatever created this, this hoodie called this guy. This guy was like, nah man like i don't know like i don't know you know whatever call my brother yo i think i got something my brother dude you're dumb like this is not gonna work bro like you're just tripping like you know what i mean like just focus on what you're doing like i think you're losing it <laughs> you know what i mean um there was this other dude named eugene he was part of my brand too um i don't know you know what happened to him i don't know what happened to him but uh he just fell off um I called him up and uh, he was like, he was like, nah, this ain't going to work either. This is whack. Like, don't do this. I don't know why, man. I just had this weird feeling. Created these things, put it on my website and I went to Dubai. I went to Dubai and uh, I was sitting in Dubai at Shake Shack. (laughs) Shout out to Shake Shack. Shack. I feel you. And uh, I was just chilling at Shake Shack in Dubai and... um, the internet, like at the Dubai Mall, sucks. Uh, I hopped onto my, I hopped onto my friend Amna's uh, um, Wi-Fi, whatever. My phone blew up. All of a sudden, I was like, "What is going on?" I couldn't even read the message. Just messages, messages, messages flying messages, in, flying in. I'm like, "Yo, what is going on?" Messages from this guy, messages from all these people. Yo, you're on hype beast. No Yo, way. you're on high snob. Yo, you're on GQ. Uh, yo, you're on uh, Hype Bay. You, you're on Without Nip. you even going that route. Not go, going that route. Never they just come. picked it up. They just picked it up. From your site. From my site. Wow. And uh, um, it just started going crazy. And then all of a sudden, I think Hype Beast was the last one. Dude, my sales, like crazy. I don't know what. I thought it was fake. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> I was sitting in Dubai at Shake Shack. <laughs> everybody's looking at me he's like this guy weird like what is going on i'm like telling my friend yo look at my phone like it's just like crazy and it's your heart just like just are you you know what man to be honestly to be 100 percent real i almost wanted to cry because because i was so happy not just for me but happy for pablo happy for my friend sona who's a production manager on this Happy for my parents, happy for everybody involved with me because I never really got on blogs before. And, you know, blogs approached me after I did launch my brand. Yo, man, we love your stuff. Your stuff is dope. Um, Pay us 15 grand and we'll give you editorial. Yo, fuck that. I don't create to pay you to put me on yeah i create y'all, y'all supposed to, y'all supposed to it's the other way cool around put it on. you know what i mean yeah exactly so like no nah, i ain't doing that yeah you know what i mean so fuck you to them they all put me on you know what i mean it was yeah. just a really cool embrace and it was also kind of weird because i'm all the way in dubai <laughs> yeah my family so like disconnected disconnected almost, you know? i wanted to hop up on a plane and just go back you know what i mean wow and uh 
yeah, it was crazy. My PayPal went nuts, and uh, I uh, the next day I uh, figured out my bank bank situation in Dubai. Took out a bunch of money and went to the gold market and bought my mom some really nice stuff. <laughs> yeah, no Lit. Range Rover and Bulldog. Nah, nothing. Yeah. I just bought my mom some cool stuff. Because Shout out I was, to Heather wherever you are, yeah, baby girl. Heather, man. Heather wherever yeah. you are, you in a better place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope she's still doing good, but. Uh, yeah, and it was just crazy. And from there, you know, uh, it just started going really well and stuff. And, you know, like for me, man, I really feel like nowadays fashion is very dramatic, man. It's very serious. Like I've heard some designers have bodyguards. And, you know, me growing up as a kid, like even when the hundreds and crooks were out, like yeah. Nick Diamond and D and uh, Lucci, I think, from Crooks or even Ben and Bobby, like you couldn't really approach them. But you would catch him at the Rosewood store. You yeah. would catch Nick. I actually ripped off a Diamond Supply Co. design and Nick messaged me on myspace and was like i'm gonna beat you up when i find you not knowing who i was <laughs> but uh yeah that happened and then uh um but you could still kind of talk to them mm -hmm. right but nowadays you can't really approach designers and it sucks because a little kid wants that information he wants he wants to know something that you can switch his life around and it sucks because like all these famous basketball players and design and these like uh, rappers, whatever, they're not paying for this. They're getting it completely free. Mm -hmm. But there's a little kid who's saving up his lunch money, who's selling all his Jordans on Craigslist, who's doing all this stuff to buy these pairs of jeans of your stuff. And he's going to hit you on your IG and be like, yo, thank you so much for these jeans. I really appreciate it. You're going to discredit him and not say nothing. Yeah. But a bench warmer on the Lakers is going to be like, thanks for these jeans. And you're going to put 3,700 praying hand emojis. That's, Respect. It's so whack. Yeah. Yo, hit up the kid that really bought your stuff. Yeah. He's what's keeping you on. Yeah. And it sucks because you can't do that nowadays because you're too cool. You're not going to reach out to these kids. Fashion is too dramatic. And this Ikea, I created this brand or I'm going to create brands in the future, whatever, to have fun, to have fun. And I feel like I did that with this Ikea stuff. We started a trend that went all over the world, man. And people messaged me some really weird stuff like you're whack for doing this, whatever. But it's like, yo, I'm taking care of my family with this. Yeah. I'm paying my bills. Like everything is good. So you, people want you to make money nowadays, but they also want you to make it how they want you to make it. Yeah. You're even whack now if you're not making it how they want you to make it. So I, I, I do this to have fun. And to create cool, positive vibes and stuff. And I feel like we did that. You know oh, what I top. mean? Yeah. And it's really cool, man, because like this shit is like really huge in Japan. We're about to take off to Japan to do like a pop-up shop out there. Wow. And it's crazy to see like the most randomest people like post this Norwood Ikea stuff, like in Ikea. Like I feel like every Ikea in the world, people go in there and wear our stuff and go in there and snap pictures. It's, <laughs> it's so pretty dope. funny, man. <laughs> so it's been a cool, fun ride. You know what I mean? And norwood let's see what happens you know what i mean we're working on new stuff we're taking it day by day mm. um we're just baby steps you know what i mean that's amazing it's amazing that it came from just believing in an idea that you yeah. were just fucking around with that's yeah. how it happens man and also taking it back home yeah yeah right? like there's a freedom yeah. in that yeah like even like for the creative mind right i feel like so many creatives are, are focused on how they're going to penetrate yeah, and how they're going to like become. Yeah. And you know, it was one of those things, bro. Like your transition from seventh to eighth grade, mm -hmm. like is coming around full circle. Yeah. Like your, your design process where you went through so many samples, all these things, 
that moment where you were so bored and you yeah. were like, let me fuck around with this Ikea shit. Yeah. Everybody close around you was like, yeah. Nah. Nah. <laughs> but even still, as much as you respected their opinions, you were like, bruh, I'm me. Yeah. We're going to try this. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because I kind of flash back to those times where I was just like, yo, I'm cool with getting beat up. That's mm. just what has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So it's like, that's the thing. Sometimes you just got to run with what you want to run with. Like a lot of people will tell you different things. Like we seek advice from people that don't matter. Like I'm a clothing designer. Sometimes I'll seek advice from real estate agents. Yeah. Mm. He doesn't do clothing. And how many people though, honestly, are going to give you genuine advice? None. Right? Like even some of our close friends, it's like one of those things where it's like a balance of, do you really want what's best for me? Yeah. Or are you like worried about yeah what's gonna happen yeah sometimes your closest friends and family steer you the wrong way man you know it, yeah. it but that's really that happens. beauty of that self belief yeah right whether it works or it doesn't like mm-hmm. i feel like and correct me if i'm wrong there mm-hmm. was just a freedom within you where you were like bro i'm gonna try this yeah no definitely well, it's, it's crazy how some of the most creative and most successful things actually come from not trying oh yeah you know what i mean it's yeah. like when you try too hard when you're thinking about how everyone's gonna view you what you know how you're gonna be perceived then maybe you're doing something just to make money or it's like oh is this gonna sell like music yeah. i gotta make that hit i gotta make yeah, that hit. that radio hit and then it comes when you literally are not trying you're just messing around and yeah. like, shout out to super duper kyle yeah. yeah. Like that's the epitome of that. Yeah. It's a SoundCloud record with Yachty yeah. went off. Exactly. Yeah. And this yeah. guy, he was prepared for Well, it. even like well, Nolan, right? You told me when yeah, you hit me up yeah. for that shirt. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And Straight up. We, we've yeah. heard these, these stories happen all the time. It's when you, and everyone is trying to do, like, try so hard mm-hmm. to do what's right. Yeah. Even though most times it's when you don't try. Yeah. Oh. And it's when you can just be free and creative and do things that you actually believe in in your soul. Yeah. In your heart. That's like, fuck it. I'm really doing this. Yeah. Because that's what's right. Yeah. You know, Kanye, right? When you try hard, you die hard. Mm. Right? So, yeah, that's kind of how it is. You just got to kind of run with your own things sometimes. You know what I mean? The weirdest things happen in the weirdest moments. Yeah. Sometimes when we go out, we have the funnest nights where nothing's planned. Yeah, you know, like real. you go to this bar, you end up at a sushi spot and you're eating a L.A. dog at three in the morning, yeah. this and that. But then, you know, those one nights where, yo, we got VIP at yeah. Warwick and be there at eight. We got the Phantom, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's the boringest and night. And you're just sitting Shit. down drinking like I went to, a beer. Yeah, I went to Warwick one night. Pff, happy. Like, yo, this is going to be dope. Fucking Leonardo DiCaprio walked in and took 87 girls away in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't fun at all. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, in his dad bod. Yeah, for yeah. It, in his dad bod. Straight yeah. up. Sidekicking Shit, man. On One guy yeah. at a table, 100 girls. Can't really see this guy. This <laughs> yeah. what is going on. And all, they're all down to wait for him. All down to wait. And then this one guy walks up and a horde of women just follow him. I'm like, who is that, Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh. I'm like, damn. All right. You know what I mean? me that's uh and the, the girl's like oh yeah he comes for 10 minutes takes the party back to his house <laughs> i'm like all right cool so yeah like the weirdest things happen when you don't really think you know yeah. what i mean you just gotta run with things i feel like and, it's like when you're free yeah. yeah yeah of all you know constructs and restrictions yeah and fears and yeah all just put fears behind you man and beautiful things will happen yeah you know and it's not about money like making money is not the 
you know what I mean? That's the thing. People just want to do stuff like, well, how much money I'm going to make? That's not where it's at. You got to, there's like a lot of things before that. Like I was doing that too, right? Like I wanted to do a lot of things, but I wasn't doing A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to get to like Z. Yeah. But there's a lot of things in the middle. You got to knock those things out. Well, when you realize money's the product of something great. It's just the product. Don't do something just for that. Yeah. If, if you do something great, the money will come. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, like, it's just part of the equation. Yeah, dude. Like If you work at McDonald's and you honestly work at McDonald's, you work hard there, you become a manager, you do all these things, at the end of the day, you might be owning and operating your own McDonald's if you do it right. And nobody's going to look back at those days that you were a nope. cashier. Yeah, exactly. You have seven franchises yeah. now. Nobody's going to be like, but bruh, 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah. Look at your nobody. parents. Yeah, look exactly. Your parents. Yeah, exactly, man. Crazy. Yeah, dude. It's been a crazy uh, just journey with all this stuff, but it's like it's just getting started. Yeah. <laughs> and that's nuts. Yeah. It's incredible. That's yeah, I'm really excited for what's like going to happen with you know, my friends, all these people, we've been um, talking to some networks, like possibly about maybe like some sort of show, things like that. Incredible. Um, And yeah, if we can get it, that would be cool. You know, it would just be another way to show. And even if we were to do things like that, I wouldn't want to do it like everything is good. You know, I want to show the failures and stuff like that. You know, because we fail every day, man. You know what I mean? But people don't want to talk about that stuff. But Off top. Yeah, but that's who makes us who we are, you know. I want want to cap it off with this. Yeah. Let's just say I'm that little kid that, like, bought a couple pieces from, you know, your Ikea collection. Mm -hmm. And I saved up all of, you know, my allowances for Mm -hmm. God knows how long. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, bro, thank you so much. I really want to get into design and I really just want to find my passion like you did. What would you tell that little kid who essentially was that younger you knowing what you know now? I'm on my Ryan Leslie. I'm going to give him my number and tell me to call me. Lit. And we done. That's a wrap. (laughs) 